Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Frankenson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm sad. I'm horribly messed up and, you know, terrified of the future and haunted by the past. And other than that, I feel pretty good about things. (laughs) Other than that? Other than that, Yeah. (laughs) What a great Jen line. So uh, good. Jen is going through some stuff. Um, you know, when you have to have Yui save you, you're in a bad way. I'm just going to say it. Not yep. great. Not great for her. No. She just, definitely does not need continued therapy. Definitely not. Definitely. She's all fine. She's fixed all of her issues and she certainly doesn't need to go back to therapy um sarah as we said last week we cannot do this episode alone as it is known if where there is a prom episode there will be an adam h to talk about it adam how are you welcome back to the podcast jess i i I mean so much of the time i i feel younger than than all of you guys i just feel so young (laughs) but this i have to say this is the first time that I actually feel young, not just younger. Uh, so I don't know if we can do this. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it is the end of an era. It is the end of Jossie. It is the end of Dretchen. It is the end of poor Jen's sanity. Um, it is the beginning of possibly a Jackers and Toby situation, but for the most, it is the end on this episode, season four, episode 20, Promicide. Um, I will, I will say, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, thank you to the one great Tom Palmer who was like, you should do this. And I was like, yes, I sure should. 
uh, where Adam was like, when do I get to come on? I want to come on when jo uh, Joey and uh, Pacey break up because I hate them together. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you come on for a prom episode? It could be a tradition. You could come on for a prom episode. Little did you know. You got me. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was clever. You did uh, very good, Jessica. Wow. I know. Sarah was shocked. Shocked. Yeah, yeah I was. I yeah, she didn't well, even truly, see it. Truly, I did know that you could pull something that smooth off, to be honest they, with you. I am like they they don't call me smooth like peanut butter for nothing. Do they? No, I, no one calls me that. I've never <laughs> heard that before, Jess. <laughs> what else is smooth? Like butter. Butter. Oh yeah, butter is kind of greasy though. I don't want to be butter. I'd rather be peanut butter. Okay. What do you know what is in peanut butter? I mean, I suppose butter, but it's not as greasy as butter is. I feel like peanut butter could be pretty greasy at times. If you left it for a while and then it gets that weird oiliness in the top. It's pretty greasy. That's never happened to you before. <laughs> How often anything. are you leaving peanut butter on use? Okay. So, for example, we have a jar of peanut butter for my dog. Like, because we give him sure. a Kong with some peanut butter in it. Yeah. And if you leave it for long enough, it gets that like weird oily layer on the What top. is long enough? Why are you not giving Winston like the appropriate weeks? amount of peanut butter? It's like a few <laughs> weeks. You just have to re-stir it to reintegrate it. It's like salad dressing. Give Winston's... the dog some peanut butter. Yeah, Winston's No, I don't really know. Yeah, the thing is, is he used to get a lot more peanut butter back when I had to go to work every day, but now I work from home, and so he's not getting as much peanut butter, but he gets plenty of treatsies. You he's know what? Fine. That makes me think that maybe he should be getting double peanut butter in that case. <laughs> double peanut butter? If you're Why? home, then he you're there you more to yeah. get No, because the whole reason was to, like, it was since he was a puppy, you give him a little Kong so he doesn't notice when you're not, when you're leaving for work. He doesn't get sad, you know? No. It no, sounds no like you're just this? coming up with excuses to not give Winston <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> I will not be shamed. I will not be shamed into giving my dog more peanut butter. Anyway, any <laughs> moving on from that, um, Adam, you haven't been on since season three. So what have your thoughts been so far on season four of Dawson's Creek? Obviously oh, a much goodness. less dramatic season than season three. Yes, uh, certainly much less dramatic, but not less potent. Um. <laughs> I came on here in season three with the potentially hot take of like, I kind of like Dawson. Um, yeah. I got a lot of flack for that. There was a lot of, a uh, lot of people disagreeing with me on that front. Mm -hmm. I was told constantly how, uh, um, Pacey and Joey are the, the one true couple. They are the, the couple I should be rooting for the best TV couple of all time. I've been told. Um, and then we have to sit through, season four where every single episode and i do mean every single episode feels like <laughs> they are fighting or arguing or complaining or hating each other or something is going on that is making me despise that relationship yeah just all the time and here we have dawson with gretchen i love them i was very sad that they broke up but like i get it their breakup is a lot more uh, it feels a lot more correct to me in terms of, like, I think both of them come out looking pretty okay. Um, but, like, God, Joey and Pacey, they're just so annoying. And even how they break up is just as annoying as how they were the whole season. <laughs> I just cannot stand them. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's it's a rough season for Joey and Pacey. This being, like, a teen drama, I think we come to expect that none of your faves are, like, safe. Um, that there's going to be drama in every couple. But of course, when you are comparing Dretchen and Jossie, like Dretchen is the much more uh, 
stable. Yeah, they're stable. Like they're, it's just, they're very even keeled. And as we are all adults now. And so of course that's the couple we're like, yeah, it's a great couple. Like they're great. Um, Versus like Jossie who it, it ever since they returned back from their amazing boat trip, it's like, fuck, like here's Dawson. And like, they can't seem to get out of their own way and out of their own heads. And I don't know, properly fucking communicate with one another this entire season. And I think it all just comes to a head here. Sarah, I don't think it's necessarily like surprising. It feels like the entire season has been leading up to this point of this breakup. Right. Um, I'm not saying, obviously, we're going to probably be shaming Pacey a lot for a lot of what happens in this episode. But I will say, it's been building this whole season. Like, it's not a surprise that he has this blow up. It is a little bit surprising that it happened so publicly, but. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that we've been getting a lot of, you know, both of their insecurities have really been manifesting throughout this relationship and they haven't been able to reassure each other to get over it and like one of the things that i really like about dretchen is that they seem to have made each other better people certainly we know that gretchen made dawson a very palatable character in season four that i was very happy to to see um and root for throughout the season zen dawson as we've been calling him but um but yeah it seems that pacey and joey kind of made each other like worse in a sad sick way yeah and i don't i don't think this is all i think their problems are problems that any relationship could have and potentially work through but i think at this moment in time adam where you have dawson as like joey is hanging on to dawson as like not like a backup but he's still very much in their lives you have pacey who's going through it with school And he's feeling like shit about himself from years and years and years and years that this has been building up with his family. You know, we saw it with Andy. Now we're seeing it with Joey. He can't seem to get out of his own way. And having such a successful girlfriend is really just tearing him up inside because he's not, he feels like he's not good enough. All feelings that I think people have felt, but um, definitely not expressed in a way that is like helpful or conducive to helping a relationship. Yeah, I mean, he has, like, a huge lack of self-confidence, which is, like, I think very normal for a teenage person, like, a yeah. teenage guy, like, for sure, like, that happens. But he's also in a situation where he has a lot of people around him who are willing to help him build up that confidence and are trying to help him build up that confidence. And he's just, like, straight up refusing. And he's yeah. lashing out at those people who are, in my opinion, genuinely trying to help. Um, which is like really frustrating um, and really like toxic behavior, but also I feel like is, is, is pretty fitting to like what we've seen from Pacey so far. Um, I'm not here to say that like Joey is perfect and we should be like all praising her for what she's done this season. That's not even close to what I'm trying to say, but like there are genuine moments where Joey is trying to help Pacey with his like struggles here of self-confidence. And he's just like absolutely refusing to, to get on board with any of that. Yeah, yeah, it is really, it is really tough for for Pacey in this episode, and there really isn't a ton of defense we could probably offer him. But let's get into it because we have a lot to break down in this episode. Um, we start off, and we are going to be doing like a little bit of a truncated. Um, we have to talk about these prom outfits at the end of the podcast because 
Oh my God. Or we could talk as we go. We'll see. Um, Bessie is adjusting Joey's dress and like pins in her mouth. And so everything she's saying, Pacey is like basically translating for her. Oh, Joey looks radiant. She's wearing this like lilac colored kind of formal gown. Um, and Joey thinks she looks ridiculous. She doesn't even really want to go to prom, but Joey's just like, I don't, you know, remember last year, like it wasn't great. And Sarah, how shocked are you? Bessie forgot to pick up baby Alex. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't, I'm not shocked at all. Where is baby Alexander? Is he in daycare? Is he just outside? We will never know. To pick him up from outside. He's just sitting <laughs> <out the> <laughs> He's roasting in the sun like a, you know, a Hawaiian pig. That's what he's doing. It's terrible. Like, where is baby Alexander? I was totally one of those kids that got forgotten in daycare and I am a adult and I've not let it go. So baby Alexander is going to be working through this in therapy for years to come. <laughs> um, I also don't really understand why Bessie's just like, here, Pacey, you finish. Like, what the fuck does Pacey know about garments, Adam? Like, is he really equipped to be able to handle this? No, the proper thing to say is, Pacey, go get baby Alexander. I'm going to finish here. Oh, that's like, a great idea. Why were those roles flipped? It makes no sense. Where was baby Alexander that Bessie had to be the one to go get him? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, we hear, uh, we hear Pacey say to Joey that like, oh, you need to be the one to go get prom tickets because apparently he's not in a good enough academic standing to get prom tickets. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. I remember that really? from high school. Yeah. I you're... think this is a thing, but I don't like, I didn't go to prom, so I don't really remember the ins and outs, but I'm pretty sure it happened at my school too. What's yeah. You're failing. Like, like you're failing probably. Failing? failing like F's everywhere. Yeah, you can't F's go to prom. Every, F's everywhere. Flying F's everywhere at your face. Can't go to prom. Uh, and PC apparently is the one who's been doing, taking care of everything else. So he got the limo. Uh, he has to go get the corsages. He wants to make this perfect for Joey. And I think that right there is the basically the synopsis on why they break up. Because he wants everything to be perfect for Joey. And Joey is fine with imperfection, Sarah. Like, her life certainly has not been perfect thus far. Yeah. She's fine with things being just fine. They don't need to be perfect. But PC thinks she deserves so much more than that. Right, yeah. And it really is just, in reality, you. He's what he's saying is you deserve so much more than me. Yeah. And whether that be true or untrue, it doesn't matter because that's how PC perceives himself. So anything that PC does, he's just going to view it as not good enough for Joey because right. he has zero confidence in himself. Yes. And so this is when he rips her dress. And Adam, they talk about this later, like how, how Joey's dress is ripped. And I'm like, how did you not have time to go get that fixed? Like, did yeah. Bessie not fix it? Or like you can bring it somewhere to get like a couple... You know, it was for sure fixed, right? Like, there's no way that Joey is, like, taking this ripped dress to, to prom, right? We didn't even see – we didn't see a rip. Like, we yeah. only heard it, and we don't see it later when she's, like, at any time. I think the zipper broke, and I'm sure Bessie was able to fix the zipper before prom. That's what I yeah. think what happened. It doesn't feel like a big deal, but, you know. They always well, make this a big stink when anybody's wearing a dress and it rips. It's like, who gives a fuck, honestly? Oh, I mean – well. Jessica, what are you talking about? I'm the only I mean, one who's like, eh. 
I wouldn't want to wear a ripped dress to prom. Well, okay, so for example, like uh, for our wedding, so we did photos before the actual ceremony. We did all our photos because we didn't have to do them after. And at one point, so we got married in like a really interesting area. It was like this really big whatever. And nearby, there's a bunch of like city building type of things, right? It's more urban. Um, and we leaned, uh, our photographer was like, oh, this is a really cool wall. Like go and like stand up against it, whatever, take photos. And then we like got off the wall and we're like, oh shoot, we're like a little bit like dirty. Like our backs got a little dirty. And I was like, I don't care. Like, it's not like, just like wipe it off. Like it's not a big deal. Like, I don't know. I just don't expect like perfection at all the time. All the time. I don't understand why it's a big deal. If your dress rips like a little bit, you can't wipe off a rip though. No, but you could just throw a stitch in it real quick. Well, once again, I think the zipper broke, and I'm pretty sure the remedy for a broken zipper is to take out the zipper and replace the zipper entirely. So, in its entirety, so it's kind of a bigger deal. But I, I'm pretty sure that the dress got fixed in time. Um, then we're in Jen's room. We got our little trio of Jen, Jack, and Tobes. Uh, and he's talking about the last time that he went to prom. Uh, when he was 15 years old and he told her she was or she he told her he was gay and her response was to make out with him adam and i don't really understand why that would be the call well i mean i cannot speak to that uh personally um of something that either has happened to me or what uh, something i would do but um i think it's clear that this story is just like uh toby trying to like chum it up with with those two and just like really you know tell oh, you this sort of wait are you saying you don't think it's actually something that happened i mean it might have happened but this feels this feels like there's some embellishment occurring here no? toby's t- making up a fake ass story to make jack laugh is this yeah. what you're saying? I wow. Mean, you, you don't think there's like a little bit of flourish added here? Well, then the second part of the story is that the girl took Toby's own hand. No. Yeah. Took his hand, put it all over her vagina. Oh, on said, hers. Okay. Yeah. It says you think you're gay now, but give me an hour and I'll rock your world. So yeah. is that the embellished part? Maybe Find it's... me one person that would okay. do this. I think that I it hope to never is the rocking. <laughs> Actually. Oh, frick. Are you thinking of someone you know that would do this? Oh, somebody. Okay, I was going to say no one says I'm going to rock your world, but a man has said that to me. So, <laughs> what? of course, yeah. a man has said that to you. Yeah, I would say like a woman would never say that, but yeah, I. That's what he's saying, though. He's saying a woman. Said I that. feel like I would say it, but in jest. Like I wouldn't ever say it very. No, seriously. he was totally serious. He told me that he was going to rock my world and make me orgasm, like. Hundreds of times, or something like hundreds. that. Hundreds, hundreds. I'm just gonna say that guy has a tiny dick because I. I never like saw. Confirmed. We never got that far. I'm glad you never got that because far. Because I told that him man. I wanted to go slow, and that was his response. Mm. Yeah. Ew. God. Pretty much. Him. Classic. Yeah. Classic Ugh. response there. Yeah. He's married. And where um, am I? But engaged. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like I'm so injured right now. <laughs> I would um, like to talk to him at some point, though, to be completely honest with you. I, I, like- you know what? I can't even remember his name. I was trying to think of it. Not that I would say his name here. So, um, but yeah, that's what that's what happened. Wow. I was like, I want to take it slow. And then, like, that night he proceeded to be, like, trying to phone sex me. And I was like, mm, no, this is, like, the opposite. <laughs> You're telling this man was trying to give you hundreds of orgasms through the phone? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it counts like that. You know what I mean? No, like I think like he was like, oh, like let me give you a chance or something like that. I don't know. It didn't go. It didn't go well. Obviously. I didn't speak to him after, and then he like blocked me and blah blah blah. blah. This is a whole thing. Wow. But that was the okay. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Okay, let's move forward. <laughs> Moving on. Um. So, uh, Toby's like, I bet you guys are gonna have a great time. So he has to leave. He has a doctor's appointment, and Jen immediately, immediately is just like. You know, this like you guys are getting along so well. Like, I think you should go to the prom together. And I mean, obviously he wants I don't know. Adam, was this like obviously he wants you to ask him? Like, I don't feel like there was an insinuation that Jack oh, should ask Toby. I, I do think the I the obviously Toby wants Jack to ask him. I am a hundred percent on board with that read. Um also obviously Jack does not want to ask him. So like there's a big big misalignment here but uh i'm with jen i i read that too really i thought okay i thought that like yeah maybe toby wants jack to ask him to prom but i don't think that toby had any inclination that it would ever happen that's that's where i fall as well like yeah he would like it but i don't think he was like pressuring jack or like insinuating anything um, but Jack, of course, is against this. He's like, do you remember last year with Ethan and Barbara Johns and all that stuff? And Jen is just like, nobody cares. Take a boy to the prom. Um, I just love <laughs> to see continuity. Like, I super appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they even referred to that hard wench as Barbara Johns is immaculate. Yeah. And I think, like, I agree with Jack here where he says, if I ask him to the prom, it's going to feel like I'm leading him on. Like, we're all aware that he likes me. I don't want to do that to him. But Jen just pushing and pushing and pushing this topic, Sarah. And I was just like, I like, Jen is needs to work on herself before she tries to work on her own, like, therapy life, you know? Like, she's going to start her own therapy practice or something with all this advice she's given out. Most therapists have their own therapist. So I would say, like, a therapy career could still be in line for Jen. But, yeah, I think that she is definitely in the meddling mood. And I don't know. I I also think that what she later says of, like, this is payback for like the hell you gave me with Henry, like maybe that's in the back of her mind, but also she's trying to be a matchmaker. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she's right. But also the way she goes about it is not, not so great. Um, We're now at the clothing store with Gretchen and Jen. They're trying on dresses with Joey and we have Dawson and Jack putting on their tuxes and uh, Gretchen is just like, I don't know. Is this one too tight? Um, But Jen's like, no, you look great. Uh, And Joey tries to say that Jen looks luminous. And I just feel like Adam luminous, like Joey saying that Jen looks luminous feels very weird. I don't know why. That's a bad compliment uh, is is what that is. You should not, I don't think you should really be telling people they look luminous um, when you're in like a prom dress type situation. What are you supposed to tell them? Like, just look, you look nice. Great. You look great. Yeah. Gorgeous. Wait, wait, wait. Nice is not good. Oh, Jessica, you know, nice is not good. Well, not when I'm complimenting someone's sex, but when you're complimenting the dress. No, nice fine. is the worst compliment ever. There is so many adjectives that you can use. Never perfect. use the word nice. That's, perfect. That's a good one. Okay. Nice is at the very bottom. Nice is literally one at the step bottom. away from absolute shit. 
if you're telling me that I look nice or something is nice, you're saying like you are a piece of crap and I don't appreciate it. I really have to watch my words around Sarah now. Nice is so bad. I I think it's better than crap or like you look like shit. Because like why? Okay. If you're going to use your breath, one syllable word, and you're going to use your breath to give an adjective, you're going to go with nice when great is right there. Perfect is two syllables, but it's still not much of a breath more. Like there's so beautiful is three. Maybe that's too advanced for you, but like, yes, I, I cannot say the word beautiful. My brain just simply cannot. But I'm just saying, if you're going to use an adjective, never use nice that don't, you look nice. It's like, you might as well just not give me a compliment at all. Do you hear that, Adam? Now you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't you? I would also say don't use luminous, but. Um, okay, but I Luminous was... feels like something you call pregnant people. No, like when I you say love... they're so glowy. No, I love oh, okay. luminous, right? Well, I love really? it. Yes. But, but Sarah, this dress looked terrible. Okay. This one dress time. Kinda... Oh, no, that's a terrible dress. That's a different story. But one time somebody said my personality was luminous and it was the best compliment that I've ever gotten in my life. So I, I okay. That's actually a really good clarification point here because we are specifically talking about like clothes, right? And like yeah. dresses and clothing. I feel like luminous is not the word to use for clothing. But if you're, I think if you're talking about personality, then I think this whole conversation changes. And then that's a maybe, nice. Maybe comes back on the table. No, yeah. I don't want to be okay. If you're like okay, hold on, Adam. Sarah also you're, doesn't want to be called nice. Yeah, okay. One personality trait in life. Is Jersey. That nice? Wait, but why? Why is this like life or death one personality trait? If I have to one. describe you in one word, and my word for you is nice, then that it's like you're not. Even nice crying. feels like something you would call someone if you barely know them. You'd yeah. be like, it's like, oh, how's the new girl? And you're like, oh, she's nice. Would you rather be called nice or luminous? Luminous. I'd rather be called funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't offer that to you, Jess. Well, that's yeah, why the option was on the table because you definitely can't use that to describe the dress. So. <laughs> the dress is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we have Jack and Dawson talking, and Dawson is very concerned. He's like, "Oh, Gretchen has to like what I'm wearing, bro. You're wearing a tux. Like you look like every other freaking guy who has worn a tux. It, you're wearing a tux. It's nothing special. I don't understand this." Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Tuxes and suits. I wore a suit to prom. I didn't. I did not wear a tux. I like suits um, better. They're all the same. Uh, it's very boring, um, and it's also very, very hot. I don't understand why we have to wear like four layers of clothes just for it to be like a sauna down there, and then everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, you look the same as literally every other guy here." And so then they like, judge you when you like untuck your shirt or take your jacket off. Yeah, I feel for the guys time, that don't yeah. get a lot of. Um, they really need to be more accepting of like guys not wearing full on suits because they should be allowed to rock whatever they want. Like girls don't have to, you can wear a dress and literally have nothing underneath it and be like free as a bird. Yeah. I don't know if we're advocating for that, but I advocate to do whatever you want. If you want, if you want the wind, just shooting a breeze. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. You could do whatever you want. Maybe keep it to yourself if I'm with you. Like, I think that you should wear panties to prom. Like, I I think I think you should. Like at a bare minimum. 
<laughs> truly bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. I, I the good news is, is if you wear shapewear, you don't have to wear panties, Jess. What, if what that's are you telling what you me? Because <laughs> it seems it doesn't like apply to me. <laughs> you no, don't I wear I would wear undergarments. Weird. I'm just saying in general, like girls have much more breeziness with what they're wearing versus guys who it's all just suffocating all of their stuff. Yeah, I know it's freaking blows, but yeah. also sometimes dresses weigh like a hundred pounds. So. Oh, that's true too. That's true too. Um. Anyway, so Jack asks about oh oh uh, did you get the um, corsages? And he's like, oh, Pacey is picking up the corsages. He's picking up the limos. Everything is covered. And I'm just like, did no one feel like the need to check in with Pacey and be like, hey, do you need any help with any of that? Pacey's not a, a child. Lot. He's not a child. He should be able to handle this. This is very like low level things that he's been asking to do right. he doesn't have to create the corsage he doesn't have to you know do maintenance on the limo he just has to make two phone calls someone that's needs it. to do maintenance on that limo that's for sure True. also <laughs> can i just say corsages are dumb oh yeah i don't like corsages i think they're dumb i don't I understand it i don't want some big old dangly flower hanging off of my wrist seems yeah. like a waste of money and like why well, could wear a cute bracelet but instead. i do like boutonnieres um i don't really understand the point in putting holes in your in your uh suit although for our <laughs> wedding we did do magnets on either side so that it oh, wouldn't oh. put holes in the, in the suits um i'm pretty sure most suits have a boutonniere hole but I'll go down the path. Oh, fancy. You. I did not know that. Um, Gretchen is depressed because her senior prom was last century and she looks like a freak. And I'm like, yeah, because the actress who plays you is like 28 and going to a prom. So, yeah, that makes sense, Gretchen. Yeah. Also, as we talked about last season, 21-year-olds are not really allowed to go to prom. Yeah. Yeah. Seems a little sus. Um, but Gretchen is excited because she's up for that job in Boston and going to prom is going to be a nice little fun trip down memory lane. And she's totally into Dawson. What else could she be depressed about? Um, and then we get the whole conversation. Obviously this conversation was going to happen just like it happens on every prom episode of every teen show where Jack asked Dawson, Oh, are you going to, are you going to do it? Are you, are you going to do it? Uh, and Dawson is just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna respond to that line of questioning. Adam, how did you feel about Dawson's response to this? Um, uh, well, now I'm scared to say because of the <laughs> <laughs> Was it nice? It was nice. Uh, <laughs> might even have been luminous. Um, I don't know. Like, wh what are you supposed to say as an answer to that question? That's, like, my problem. Because I'm actually fine with Dawson, yeah. like, not answering or, like, you know. Because I think there's an other side of the coin where it's, like, I'm going to rock her world. I'm going to make her <laughs> orgasm a hundred times. <laughs> there has to be an in-between you can't like i feel like yeah saying what is that it, is, though what is the in-between it's like just saying like that's between me and her that's mm -hmm. between me and her that's all you need to say you know i'm not gonna answer that line of questioning like i just can't with the like <laughs> That's not even how he said it. Where is this coming from? It's just, I don't know. I'm projecting a little bit, but sometimes he just annoys me with the way he says stuff. He's had a great season. I have to nitpick him a little bit. Um, and then we go, uh, yeah. So Joey asks how Jen's doing. She's just like, you seem a little fucked up after New York, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and this is when she says the line, Sarah, that you open the podcast with. She's terrified of the future, haunted by the past. Other than that, she's feeling really good about things. Yeah, I think that that's like my general mood at all <laughs> times, to all be time? honest with that's you. Horrifying. Oh, no. I know. It my general really mood is stinks. luminous, I gotta say. Yeah, I, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, it really <laughs> stinks when you are, uh, when you have a history of anxiety and depression, when you're haunted by the past and scared of the future. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, Jack tells Dawson to be careful if he's going to do it on prom night. Um, and I'm just like, I don't understand exactly. Like, does he mean emotionally? Does he mean like literally with condoms? Like, what do you mean? Be careful. I don't understand. I think it meant like, you know, have safe sex with whatever that, uh, whatever that, that implies like, you know. Use the condom. Protect yourself. Protect yourself from STDs and pregnancy. And emotional trauma. Um, So Joey is just like, I don't know why I don't feel perfect. She's terrified of the future. A couple of weeks ago, she had a bit of a scare is what she calls it. And then she says, maybe it's Pacey. It doesn't seem like he's eager to touch me. And Jen says, I'm sure he's just waiting for you to come to him. And this whole episode, I still... I don't know. We'll talk about if it adds up of like, I guess in general, if you're feeling some certain way about your relationship, you're not going to necessarily be like down to clown. But like every time she even like goes near him, he's like, hey, you want sandwich? Like I'm hungry for some turkey. I do. I think that that would alarm me so much if I was Joey. Like, I don't know. Like when the sexual chemistry is not there, I think that I, I know like people are tired, but I think that there is something to be a little concerned about. So I do think that Joey was smart to like catch on quick that something was up. I do just have to say, Sarah, sometimes people are tired and like we should let them sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but that can't be your excuse every day. No, cer- certainly not every day, but like specific <laughs> days. Like sometimes people just need to sleep, you know? You mean you're not down to clown 24-7? <laughs> just to uh, make that up. Down to clown? Yeah. I think that's a thing people say. You never heard that? No. I've never like, heard it. It's like getting like, frisky. Oi, vey. Uh... <laughs> uh I'm just saying. Um, Horrified, scared. <laughs> Gretchen was haunted by my past. <laughs> Terrified of the future. Uh, Gretchen leaves the store and she bumps into Dawson and she found out she, she got paged. Um, she found out she didn't get the job in Boston. And the reason is, surprise, surprise, it's because she doesn't have a college degree or the experience necessary. And this sucks. She Gretchen thought she was going to get the job. Um, and Dawson says he's really sorry. Like, you can skip the prom. You don't have to go. And she says, no, 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 no. You deserve to have a really great experience. That's what's going to be. And I was like, Sarah, I love Gretchen. Like, she's so giving all the time. Yeah, Gretchen's great. Gretchen is such a good character. And I'm so excited for her to go off to college and become a radio producer or whatever the heck she wants to be and get out of the stupid creek for yeah. her. Yeah, um, then we're with uh, Jen and Toby um, on the phone, and she's just like, Jack desperately wants to ask you. He's super embarrassed, though. He's like fear of rejection. He begged me to come over here and, and ask you. So please, please just call him. Say yes. Say you'll go to the prom with him. And I was just like, 
Adam, this is so terrible. It's gonna mess with Jack and Toby simultaneously. Yeah, it's like a little too far, I think. Um, the 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 question that I have is like, how far too far actually is it? Because the thing that I'm a little confused about is if we are supposed to believe at this point that Jack does have feelings for Toby. I don't know if we're supposed to believe that or not. And I also don't know if we're supposed to believe that like Jen has a good read on both of them, Mm -hmm. because I think there's a world here where if Jen knows that Jack has feelings for Toby and knows that Toby has feelings for Jack, that like this could be construed as like not awful. But then I think like on the other side, this could also be like just way overstepping and way too far. And I don't know where on that spectrum we are supposed to believe that this is. I just think that, but the evidence that I've been getting thus far in the season, Jack is just not playing, just not interested in Toby that way. He's now getting to know him as a friend, which is great, but it just seems that like Jen is really pushing the narrative that they love each other. And I think the show is like, yes, totally. They love each other. Look, now they're going to go to prom and fall in love and kiss. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't felt, know if I'm buying it. No, I felt kind of similarly that like, Jack maybe has feelings for Toby, but I don't think he's fully there until they have that whole prom night together. I don't think he's fully in on them, on them as a couple until they realize, wow, like the first moment I think he gets that spark is like when they're in the convenience store getting snacks and they like the same snack. I don't think he's fully there at this point. Um, It's like, we can say like, oh, Jen is just trying to help, but I do think sometimes her meddling does more harm than good. And I think a lot of it is just she doesn't want to focus on her own problems. She's yep. like, let me fix other people's problems, which yep. you never usually a way that you want to go. Um, so uh, then we're back in Joey's room and Joey's like, oh, my God, Pacey, we're all by ourselves. You know what that means? And he's just like, are you thirsty? And she's just like, no. And he's like, you know what I could go for? A turkey sandwich on rye bread. Do you want one? Right then and there. And this is what drives me bonkers. Literally right then and there, I'd be like, what the fuck is up, bro? Like, what's up right now? And neither one of them can say anything, Sarah. And it is infuriating. We've done this for episode after episode after episode. Yeah, they're paralyzed by their own you know, neuroses, to be honest. They can't handle just talking about what the actual problem is um and and you know it it really stinks they're doing a disservice to themselves because they both really have something on their minds but they want to talk about it also uh in the slang terms joey was indeed thirsty oh yeah (laughs) without question very thirsty yeah she should have said yes for you only you can quench my thirst oh (laughs) Um, we're really getting an insight on Jessica Sterling, like pillow talk here today. Yeah, you know, I've never, I've been trying for seasons and seasons (laughs) to get Jessica to like open up about her sex life. And like her excuse has always been like, my husband listens to this. Now I think I finally am getting it. And I'm like, you know, know I could do without it. You don't want to see what's behind door number two. It's it's really, it's, it's really like, be careful what you wish for type. What episode was it that I was like, I had to read, I read some letter and it was like, I don't remember. I don't even know if it was this or Dawson's Creek. It doesn't matter. Or this or Boy Meets World. I mean, um, no, I just think it's very funny. 
Yeah, allow me to cool down the sex talk here for just a second. Uh, <laughs> turkey on rye is a delicious sandwich. Top, I hate rye bread. Top you know tier you choice need? from Pacey, honestly. You, you need, need to... Thousand Island on it. Oh. I feel like if you're just having turkey on rye, maybe he didn't add in all the condiments and yeah, the cheese and the veg, yeah. like veggies. But like also rye is like I love disgusting. rye bread. You don't like it rye? It has this like... It has this taste like it's already gone bad. You know what? That's just the anti-Semitism uh, <laughs> and you know, that what? you don't like rye bread. <laughs> I didn't even know rye bread was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most Jewish of all the breads. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I like the one. Isn't there one that's like a marbled one that has rye in it, but it's not yeah. all rye? Yeah, that's pretty like, Jewish too. I like that one. That one's good. <laughs> I especially like that Hating one. on all like of our breads. In- and spinach, uh, spinach dip, like a spinach, you know. It's really, you should really open up your heart to all Jewish breads. Like almost yeah. all breads. I just don't like How, the what is, bread. What do you mean, already? I mean, pastrami on rye is the best sandwich. Like, just full stop. That yeah. is the <gasps> Dude, best Dude, I went to freaking Ocean City, Maryland, and I went to a deli, and I asked for pastrami, and these people did not know what it was because... I don't know. Probably they didn't know what no... pastrami was. It's different yes. if they don't have it, but they didn't know what it was. They didn't. She was a delicatessen worker and did not know what pastrami was. It's like, ma'am. No, that's. I know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. there's no Jews down there either. Clearly. Anyway, um, Jen's at her house. Jack calls her. And he, she's like, listen, you can't be mad at me. Do you remember you had done stuff with me and Henry against my will? And then the whole college application thing. And I'm just like, Jen, that was for your own fucking good. Like, this is like fucking with people's feelings, Jen. Uh, and Jack's like, I'm not mad. You know, I was a little bit. But then instead, I decided I was going to get even. Uh, and so she gets a knock at the door. And freaking Yui is standing there. And he goes, yes i'll go to prom with you and i was like honestly that's kind of evil genius sarah like it is kind of mastermind i'm not gonna lie i really liked yui in this episode of course you did because he freaking saved jen from killing herself i liked that i thought that he was funny um i think that yui is growing on me a little bit in terms of like you mean like a fungus (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like as a fun, a fun foil. What? As a fun fungus? A fun? Yeah, just like a fungus. <laughs> just like a fungus. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just like, yeah, yeah, um, like a fun. Yeah, like a like a fun foil. But no, like a fungus. Um, I'm starting to buy in. I don't know. He when he is doing fun things, then I'm like into it. And I think this was good payback, to be honest with you. Yeah, Adam, what did you think about this as, like, Jack's way to get back at uh, at Jen? Uh, okay, so, again, this is, like, where I'm struggling because of the way that Jack and Toby end this episode and, like, the ultimate result of what Jen did. I'm going to call it positive, like, because of where we ended up. And I guess, like, maybe you could say the same thing for Jack. Like, it kind of works out, right? Like, I mean, she could have died if she was up there by herself. But yeah. maybe she, the reason she drinks so much is because she goes to problems. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's kind of the argument that I'm making. It was just, like, I don't think she's up there if Yui is, like, not her prom date. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's fair. I don't know. It's a cold, it's a cold take, but like obviously Yui sucks. So like I, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not quick to defend up here. Yeah, I just I just like the idea that Jack was like, I'm not gonna yell at you. I'm just gonna get payback. 
Um, and that's a true friendship because it's not like you're not worried about like it ruining the friendship. It's more just like, well, you the shouldn't have done the crime if you didn't want to do the time, Jen. Would have been uh, funnier if he would have invited Henry. That would have been much funnier. I think. No, not for us. Ooh, not for we don't need to see him again. I I mean I hate him. Horny Henry sucks, but like I, I think it would have been I think it would have been really funny. <laughs> not again. She has to go to prom twice with Henry. That's the worst punishment of yeah, all. Truly, that would be. I'd be like, no, get out of here. No, you're not invited to this prom. Like, aren't you supposed to be at football camp or whatever? <laughs> um then we get uh it's prom night and gail and mitch are like oh my god my little baby boy um and they make him take prom pictures with his baby sister what? uh a freaking dweeb at like he has to go take a prom pictures with a baby and the baby's in a blanket you can't even see the baby's face well that's because it's not a real baby it's just a doll at one point it was a real baby and that baby has black hair and i said whose kid is that <laughs> excuse me black hair <laughs> I loved Dawson's hair at prom. It was such a good little swoop. He was mm-hmm. looking so good. Yeah, it looked, didn't look too bad. It didn't look wet like it did last no, season. Oh, he looks hot. He looks so good. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't look bad. Um, We don't need to talk about Dawson's look because literally he's just wearing like a tuxedo and like absolutely zero people care. Um, but Joey meets them there and the parents are like, oh my God, we have to take a picture of you two together. And then they stand together. Like they're the dates going to prom. Like you only do the thing where like the guy stands behind and like puts his arm around the girl. If you're like dating Adam. Yes. Yes. But also they like have been best friends for life. So I don't know. I'm not like mad about this. They also dated. I see no hands on Joey. And that makes me feel like it's platonic. Okay, and okay. Right. There's um, no groping happening here. None. No, no. Um, so we need to have like a brief little uh brief little convo about what the heck Josephine Potter um <laughs> is wearing. Because okay, so we talked before about how it's like a lilac colored dress, spaghetti straps. She has like this bluish shawl looking thing but my biggest issue with this look is the hair i concur what the fuck is this you are wearing a long pony to prom bitch (laughs) no effort at all didn't last year she wear like a french twist this bitch is doing no effort she had her hair in a claw clip during the um the try on and even that looked better i had the same thought this is like i'm gonna go jog outside this is not i'm going to prom yeah and it looks her hair tie situation looks like it's a like a beaded necklace that has been like wrapped around her hair yeah adam what did you think of of this well, just right off the top, I'm not as mad at this as either of you are. You both seem absolutely furious <laughs> by what's happening here. Um, I think it looks like uh, it, it looks very like clean, though. No, like I feel like there's a world here where like she has it all the way down. Maybe something similar to what we saw last season. Um, and like I don't know, like the fully exposed like neck going back there. What a weird statement that was that I just made. Um, <laughs> Like I feel wow, like that this. seems like something a vampire would say. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a 
expose that necklace. Ooh, look at that neck. No, okay, there was no like ooh, tasty neck type situation happening. Here. Now there was. Now there is. Okay, but like I don't know. Like we get the two straps going back, and I feel like we lose. Like if so, if I'm looking at Gretchen's hair, we're looking at a picture right now. If I'm looking at Gretchen's hair yeah. next to her, like if I put that hair on joey like this doesn't work like i like joey's hair for that dress better than i would have See, liked it down okay that's hair is like equally as low effort and like yeah. put a fucking clip in your hair at least <laughs> like okay. honestly it doesn't take a lot i'm just saying like you don't like gretchen's either gretchen's is just the how she normally wears it there's nothing new and exciting about yeah, it gretchen's hair looks good but she put zero effort in yeah. Joey's hair looks good from the front and absolute like bullshit from the back. That's what I am saying. I am with Sarah. Like, do the French twist you've done. It's still like literally five minutes. Like, I'm telling you, there are hairstyles that you could do. I know they didn't have YouTube then, but there are hairstyles you could do that literally take five minutes that look so yeah. much better than what is happening on both of these women's heads. But you had Cosmo Girl magazine to do a step-by-step -step tutorial on how That's to do true. it. Yeah. While we're here, we need to talk about Gretchen's outfit. I don't know what it is about me if I have a thing. I think it's because I can't do asymmetrical things because it just bothers me so much. But Gretchen is wearing this like denim -y blue tight fitted form fitted dress that is has one shoulder strap that's like real thick. And honestly, it would make me feel like I need to pull it away from my neck because I'd be like choking. It has these like gems on the top. She has like a vampy lip. I don't know, Sarah. How are you feeling about this outfit from I think Gretchen? the only issue that you have with this dress is that her neck is not fully exposed. <laughs> um, I just can't do the asymmetrical thing. It makes me feel wonky. Like I'd be like standing like sideways all night. Uh, I like this dress. It reminds me of like a starry night. It has crystals. It's sparkly. It's like a midnight blue. I like it a lot, actually. And I don't mind the asymmetrical neck because I'm not a vampire. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> I agree. Also not a vampire. Just putting that out there. Record. Have to go through, like, on record, I'm not uh, a bloodsucker. Just putting that out there. Um, yeah, I don't mind the asymmetrical thing at all. I actually am more upset about her hair than I am about Joey's hair because I feel like I want like some texture here to help yes. us like go with this dress. No, like I want, yeah. I want a little bit of texture in that hair. Yeah. All she needed was a slight wave and then it yeah. would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. This is, but this is very like uh mid two thousands where you straight ironed your hair so that it was flat as fuck. And it like it didn't look good and it still isn't like a thing people do now because you want the body and the volume. Um, and then we have one more because we're already talking outfits. We have one more outfit to talk about. Um, beyond why don't we could take a, a quick stop down and talk about how different Toby looks without glasses. Is this a case of um she's all that or uh yes. does Toby Okay, so you think he had like, an extreme glow up here? I thought that he looked very good and it was just like the Superman effect. You just take off your glasses and all of a sudden you're a hottie. I think the problem is that like I love people in glasses, but his glasses were quite shitty. Like he yeah. had those yeah. frames just adam and i just took off our glasses and now we're hotties <laughs> and you Such are hotties. not a hottie I'm yet yeah. you, yeah. so you gotta be a hottie <laughs> the 
issue uh, is that Adam just does did it, did Toby have a glow up without his glasses? Okay, see, and I like completely disagree because I think the second he took off his glasses, he looks like a thirty five year old man, and this like, <laughs> feels just so inappropriate. I did not like oh. it at all. All right. Uh, moving on to Jen, Jennifer, she's going strapless. And as we could see in the still that I captured, she has to pull that shit up because she got the tatas. And that's what happens when you got the tatas and you weren't strapless. A black strapless dress with like some hideous ass pink flower on the <laughs> chest front area. Her hair is very cute. Her hair is very like Marilyn Monroe, like curls. And she has like one clip pulling it back. Adam, how do you feel about this look from Jen? In my opinion, this is the best dress and the best hair. This is number one on all fronts for me. Wow. Sarah, what say you? Definitely the hair is the best of the bunch. It looks Agree really good. I wasn't feeling the dress up until um when she was going overboard i saw the underside of the dress was also hot pink and then i said oh excuse me ma'am you have hidden secrets under there and i like it a lot and then i started <laughs> like the dress. Me, up your dress is hidden secrets so oh, look uh, at that yeah, yep, look, yep, has, i just found it she has the pink underside and i was like that is very sassy i think that she didn't have the little floofy flower in the front then i'd be like oh it's like a knock uh, like a you know a, like a home run out of the park but um i think that brings it down it also reminds me of a Betsy Johnson look. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's oh. a Betsy Johnson. Yep, and that would I'm make right sense. She's like a rich bitch and she probably would wear designer to prom. Yeah, I'm with you. I understand the the Betsy Johnson. Yeah, I, I think because I, like it's like the pop of color. She loves yep. the pop of color. I like the flower. I thought, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, both of you guys I hated it. I fucking hate the flower. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the flower. But I would have just also... been a straight black dress though without it. No, that's just... what I'm but saying. Then I you think... have the pink underside for yeah, the Yeah, but dress. no one's seeing that. No, I but saw it when she went overboard. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I prefer more simple look. So I think without the flower is best because the flower just looks shabby. I don't know. It doesn't look good. It looks frumpy. Jen is drawing attention to where the attention needs to go, and I'm not like not mad about it. Good for you, Jen. The tatas are the undercarriage. Where? What? Wait. Where? Where's the? Where do you think the flower is, Jez? Well, I thought you meant the pink. The pink on the undercarriage. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No one's seeing that. We didn't see it until she almost went overboard. That is not a typical prom activity. <laughs> Maybe it's like one of those dancer dresses where you like pick up the front and you do the whole dance thing with it. Oh, yeah, like a flamingo dancer. Yeah. It was such a look in early mm -hmm. 2000s to have hot pink and black. That was like such, mm -hmm. such a like popular color combination. Yeah. Um, so the other ones arrive. So Gretchen arrives, uh, Pacey arrives, and they're supposed to pin the corsage, but Pacey got them yesterday and did not refrigerate them. And so they're ruined, which I didn't think was a big deal, especially because Gail was like, I'll just go grab some flowers out of the garden. Like, yeah, bitch, grab some flowers, yeah. grab a fucking ribbon and call it a goddamn day. It wasn't a big deal. I think I can understand why uh, Pacey felt like he messed up in this moment. Um, you are supposed to refrigerate them. I don't know if flowers would rot that quickly, but I think that Gail had a good solution and was able yeah. to figure it out um, in uh, no time at all. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines of the entire episode, Adam, happens when Yui shows up. 
Well, he's like, oh, I'm here to meet my date, of course, the one and only Jen Lindley. Oh, cool, a baby. Can I hold it? <laughs> and everyone turns around and in unison says no. <laughs> um, I yeah. was just like, who the fuck says that? Oh, cool, a baby. Can People, I hold oh, it? I feel like that is actually a very, like common thing no like people love babies just in general people i i'm i don't know if i'd put myself in this category but like people in general love babies and they love holding babies i don't get why i just i don't like holding newborns like they're nope. too small they're too what squishy if I drop you? what if you I just have what if you very low interest in holding baby yeah there's nothing exciting about a little baby it's not going to do anything entertaining it's going to burp, fart, poop, or puke. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Uh -huh. That's mm -hmm. literally all that does besides breathe. Ten month like, old's pretty good baby. I like who's being a good baby? I'm I'm saying like a 10 month old is a pretty good baby. Oh yeah, you need an older baby to be exciting. Like this baby yeah. isn't gonna do anything. I will just say babies are not here for your entertainment, Jess. <laughs> Then um, what do I need with them? <laughs> I don't. I, um, <laughs> this is getting into some interesting territory here. Uh, so Jack goes to pick up Toby, and Jack is just <gasps> taken aback by Toby's studly good looks. Um, so yeah, his parents are hiding upstairs, and he's just like, "All right, we gotta go." And then Jack just stands there, like, duh, like gaping at Toby's beauty. He's like, "You gotta like move, bud. We gotta go." Um, and this is when, uh, this is when Jen shows up and Yui's like, oh, you're a vision. How's that, Sarah? How's that for a compliment? You're a vision. Great, great compliment. I'll take it. What about you're adorable when you're angry? Mm, I'm <laughs> rarely angry. I'm working about, I'm working through that in therapy, actually. About being adorable when you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope your therapist is not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that. You got to stop being so adorable when you're angry, Sarah. It's something you really need to work on together. No, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> um, so, so Jen goes up to Jack. I, this was a bad move too, Adam, I thought. To approach Jack when Toby is literally standing right next to him. Because they're trying to talk in code, but it is not subtle. Yeah, I don't know how Toby does not pick up on this, like, at all. He seems totally oblivious to them. And they're not even, like, they're really not doing a very good job of hiding ex the exact no. situation uh, that is happening here. Yeah, uh, he says, um, uh, he says, don't come crying to me just because you chose not to think of the consequences of a certain action before you went and performed said action. And then she says, I don't think the punishment fit the crime. It's just like, he, Toby's standing right here. And they're like, what do you, he's like, what are you guys talking about? And when you both are like, nothing, mm -hmm. come on. Suspicious. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so they're like, well, you can hang with us. Like you don't have to hang with Yui. And she's like, good, good. Uh, so she leaves and then Pacey is all, you know, uh, he's, I think he's like upset because of the corsage situation and, uh, and he's like, oh, the dress looks really great. You can't even tell where I ripped it. Uh, she's so oh, it's it's not your fault it's not your fault uh and so then the limo gets here <laughs> this is a huge like clunker like it looks gross the driver looks gross uh not 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 a great not we're a great shaming look. limo drivers now they're just trying to do the best they can <laughs> this guy wasn't this guy definitely was not trying to do the best he could uh i yeah what is up with this limo 
how did he even order this? I guess like when it's prom weekend, it, all the limos are booked. So you Maybe really he just. Or something? Yeah, that's probably what happened. But I don't really think that's Pacey's fault. He didn't say like, hi, can I order the shittiest limo that you have? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not on Pacey. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, the other part of me, though, is honestly like, who gives a fuck what your limo looks like? Because it's just the means of transportation. I don't know if I'd be so hot thinking like that thing's going to make it to the prom. But like, in you general, to- Adam, I just don't. I don't think it's a big deal no it's definitely not a big deal this is like totally fitting with the rest of the stuff that pacey is like going through this episode mm-hmm. I, but like if it were me this is like fun this would be like a fun ex- if that limo pulls up i'd be like oh hell yeah like we're about to freaking rough it to prom here. <laughs> like- <laughs> you want to go to prom in style though but also you but who- know that 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 limo definitely has like half open liquor bottles in there that and like yeah, there's a couple cigarettes. of raccoons in the roof like you know there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah Some suspicious looking stains for sure but i would you probably be like can you on. just drop us off a block away from prom <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> um so they end up making a pit stop at like a uh like a convenience store liquor store type of thing and yui assumes that gretchen is going to be purchasing them alcohol and i'm like yui you have a fake id we've seen you employ it why why not now maybe because he's dressed so that they know he'd be going to prom or something um but she refuses to buy him any alcohol and then this is when we get like the first like little toby jack moment where they both enjoy hostess pink snowballs sarah what do you think about a hostess pink snowball no i don't like shredded coconut um coconut flavoring and like pina coladas is fine but as soon as you put in shredded coconut it's trash so you don't like those what are those like samoa cookies no i don't Sarah, I completely agree with you. Oh my god! Wow. I have—I I mean, I love the taste of coconut pina colada. Is like my favorite uh, alcoholic beverage for sure. But like the second you add in the texture of coconut, I'm Hate out. It. I'm way oh. out. Yeah, interesting. Because I do—I don't like pina pina coladas at all. Um, I don't know that I've ever had these pink snowballs. I don't think I would like them, but I do love those Samoa cookies, like the Girl Scout Samoa cookies. Uh, and yes. then like you well, chew say. and like you never stop chewing on the coconut shreds. More it's, to love. There's <laughs> it's like they never break down. You're just chewing on it for three hours, and then like you find like coconut in your teeth, like like the next day. Years later. Yeah. Years later. It's terrible. I freaking hate shredded coconuts. The worst. Right. Well, they both love them and they're the only ones. So they're yeah. all like, oh my gosh, we both enjoy a somewhat unpopular snack food. Zebra cakes. I will take zebra cakes any day of the week. I still well, zebra cakes are little Debbie, so that's a but whole different ball it's game. The same, it's the same difference. I don't I can't tell which one's a hostess and which one's a little Debbie. Oh my gosh. What a novice. Okay. What you, okay, so if I list <laughs> what a novice, if I list every single cake <laughs> confection, you would be able to tell me if it's a hostess or a little Debbie's. I feel like I'd get most correct. Nutter butter. That's little Debbie. How do you know? Wow. Yodels. What did you say? Yodels. Yodels, that's hostess. <laughs> I, I don't even know what a yodel is. What? This is like your best party trick ever. Oh <laughs> this is like you ate too many snack foods when you were a kid. I, I swear to goodness, I did not know that you were able to do this. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I'm good at. Ding dongs. That, oh that's goodness. hostess. 
<laughs> Jessica! <laughs> Twinkies. Twinkies are, I think, hostess. Yeah. <laughs> I am so bored. <laughs> Oatmeal cream pie. Oh, that's that's little Debbie. <laughs> Swiss rolls. Oh, that's definitely little Debbie. What, what do you mean, definitely? Cosmic brownies, little Debbie. <laughs> this is so stupid. I hope everyone has skipped through this segment. I have no idea. I am so floored. Ringdings. Ringdings. Ringdings? That's hostess. <laughs> I told you. She hasn't gotten one wrong. Oh my god. I have no idea. Oh. This is your secret talent. This time we're like zero seconds each time, too. <laughs> For anybody who skips silence, there is no silence. There's none. <laughs> what about. Like, how are you on tasty cakes? Do you know tasty cakes too? I don't think I know what a tasty cake is, right. which makes me think it's Hostess. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's another brand. Oh, then I don't know. No, you don't know her. Okay, no, I don't know. Her. She's well, loyal wow. to the big two. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Oh. Oh man, oh, that was God. good. That was really good. Just did we take a commercial yet? Let's take a commercial right now oh. while we gather ourselves. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Um, wow. Uh, what a great segment we just had. I hope you all had some time to decompress after that. Um, we are now in the limo with Jen and Pacey. She's pulling a little vodka bottle out of her purse. She offers it to Pacey and he's like, nah, I got to take a breathalyzer later. She has 10 in her purse. 10 mini bottles of alcohol is so excessive. I love that she's stocking up in her purse. Uh, like, that's 10 full shots, right? Like, isn't each mini bottle a shot? Yes. Yeah. It's that's a lot. a lot of shots. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't I take mean, a breathalyzer to, to share? get into prom. I don't know if you guys had to do that, but I just take a breathalyzer to get into wow. prom. Wow. Yeah. No. You know why you had to do that? Because of our generation. Because <laughs> you guys all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smashed. We, we, we so messed it up for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, and PC asks like, oh, is the reason you're drinking because of Yui? And she's like, oh no, he's the least of my worries. And PC says, I don't understand how everyone's so happy and carefree. Who knows what the future holds? Uh, I know it doesn't hold what they expect it to. Um, meanwhile, such a downer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such an annoying perspective to have and like to share with others. It's like, this is prom night. Like everyone's trying to have like a good time, Paisley. Like just, God. There's nothing worse than this person at a party. Like, I don't care if you're in like a bad mood or you're like feeling bad about yourself. Like, (laughs) this sounds so mean. Like go do it somewhere else. (laughs) Like don't bring the whole fucking party down. Like he's also stuck there. Like he's dragged. If he doesn't go to prom with Joey and these people, 
then he's fucked. You know, so speaking of like, little Debbie, he's a little Debbie Downer right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he is. Yep. Um, and not of course, the hostess of the most. Not the hostess with the most. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good stuff right I mean, there. We titled our episodes of the podcast, like besides with the names of the actual like pot episode. It would be, it would definitely be uh, not the hostess with the mostest, but the little dip me down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, as life would have it, um, as every teen com, every teen drama must dictate, the exes bump into each other with the guy holding a box of condoms for his new girlfriend. Um, yeah, but I, I, I kind of like how Joey wasn't really that awkward about this. She's, she's like, just, here, oh, 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 and she's just like, oh, you, you, how long have, was this when she was like, how long have you guys been doing no, it? No, it's, it's later. That's yeah. later. Okay. Yeah. I thought that she, she handled that pretty well. Not too bad. I will say it wasn't super awkward. Just a smidge, just a smidge awkward. Yeah. I mean, the situation itself is a little awkward. Right. And so I don't think, I don't think like they were more awkward than the situation was. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about, uh, prom boat, 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 prom, uh, prom on a boat. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What, what do we think of this, Sarah? What are your thoughts on a, a prom on a boat? I'm pro prom on the boat, except for the fact that you can't leave, but yeah, I'm pro prom, prom on the boat. There was a time where I was like really into the thought of having, um, my wedding on like a booze cruise, like sailing the Hudson. And I think that w- the reason why I got off of it is because Drew said that his uh, cousin had their bat mitzvah on a boat and he didn't want to copy them, but also because you're trapped on the boat. There's no off yeah. off ramp on the boat. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the fact that there's no, like, it's not a boat, right? Like that. I don't know. I, it looked really cool. Like, I think it actually looked really good when we got to the boat, like the lights up there, you're going to be on the water. Uh, like I think it looked the aesthetic was really good okay wait so Adam would you go to my wedding on a boat then yeah oh okay Jess are you pro prom and Um, wedding on a boat no I anti simply because I get motion sickness pretty badly and I Mm -hmm. think I would absolutely fucking hate going to prom on a boat because uh, we had on our senior trip we went to Lake George and we took the mini ha ha is the name of the boat uh, that we took out for our senior trip and I immediately started feeling motion sickness. The only way for me to cure it was to be- make sure I was outside, which meant mm-hmm. in this situation, I wouldn't be able to dance at all. I would have to just be outside the whole time um, in the cold. So no, no not for I- me, but you know. So I have a question. Did you think that the boat was mocking you? Did I think boat- the boat was, Cause oh, was cause called the, the mini? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, not every joke is a real zinger. <laughs> what kind of? Wait, hold on. What, what kind of? Zinger, what kind yeah. of? What, I think that's hostess. That's hostess. Just do you work for them? No. Like, do you, do you... <laughs> I don't know why I know this thing. The thing is, is I can't remember people's names for shit. I can't remember anything from like yesterday. But I remember the difference. You know, I am so fucking mad that your brain is having so much stock in this, but it can be useful for actually know. good. You in think the you're mad? I'm mad. It's my fucking brain. <laughs> I am so mad about this. My brain is broken. You guys are both mad, but I am just thoroughly entertained. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone, everyone gets on the boat. Um, and Gretchen is just like, 
I feel very weird. Um, this is really weird being here. Uh, and Dawson's just like, oh, no one's noticed. And I, I do think what Dawson is saying is true. Like, no one's paying attention to you. Everyone is too focused on their own melodramas. And she's like, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> um, and the worst, I think he then, he counters with something far worse, where he says, if anybody asks, you could just tell them you're chaperoning. Which that's worse. That's, oh, yeah. That does not help, Dawson. Probably don't say that. <laughs> don't say it. Oh my gosh. And so, uh, and then then they have this, he's, she's like, well, I don't know whether to hit you or kiss you. And he's like, let's work our way up to the kinky stuff. <laughs> hey now. All right, Jess, are you going to be admitting if you're into the kinky stuff now in this podcast? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> uh, then Jen tells Yui that if he keeps following her, she he's going to lose a testicle. Yeah, seems right. Uh, and we find out that Jack offered him 50 bucks to follow her around all night and he intends on getting paid in full, which I'm like, I feel like that's a bit stepping over the line for Jack. I feel like it's funny if you like make them do prom pictures together and like get there together, but then let Jen have her freedom and actually enjoy her prom. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. But then he's like, I'm going to go get us some punch, honey. And then like kisses her on the cheek and like leaves. So she does have some freedom. Yeah, it's fair. Um, and then we have Jack telling Toby all about Ethan. He's like, this guy was so good looking. He was like one of those Disney character versions of a human. <laughs> like, we've all met those people for sure. Um, Toby says that the first guy to break his heart looked like Ted Danson. And I love Jack saying, what is he, like 50 now? And he's <laughs> like, no, a young Ted Danson. Which, Ted Danson... I think this was like a question on some podcast a while back, whether or not Ted Danson is hot. And I will say young Ted Ted Danson, fucking hot. Okay, but what about Ted Danson now? Mm, In an old man kind of way. In an old man kind of way. I think Ted Danson looks really good with all the white hair he has. Like, I think he looks, he's one of those people that can rock the silver do. Is, but uh, but is it hot though? No, he's too old to be hot for me. At this yeah, point. I think he's aged. Is where I'm aged. Yeah, he's seventy four. Yeah, old. that's a bit too far for me. I think he's. I would a say bit. He's like, <laughs> a bit. That's about like that's about like twenty or thirty years too old for me to be like that guy's hot. Yeah. You know. Okay. That's be- more than a bit though. That's hmm. like my entire lifespan. Plus okay, Adam. <laughs> all right. <laughs> god anyway um and uh and so then we see joey again is trying to like get pacey to make out with her and he's not doing it and she's like you need to tell me what's going on and he's he's like a prom and she says i'm serious uh he says there's nothing bothering me which i really really hate just say what you're feeling Pacey. oh my god I mean, he just refuses to communicate. And this is what I was saying before. There are people around him, despite Joey's faults. And she has a lot of them. But, like, despite those, she's still trying to reach out to Pacey. She's, like, still trying. uh, And Pacey's just shutting her down. And it's very frustrating. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't stand this. Like, especially when someone fully just asks you straight up what's going on. I understand he doesn't feel like, I don't know, Sarah, he probably is, like, it's prom. I don't want to have this discussion here. But at the same time, when she can tell something's wrong, you're just going to make the whole night awful by not admitting what's going on. 
Yeah, I think like the solution is um, don't be on the boat while you're bringing up these problems. It should have happened before or after the boat because now you're both stuck on the boat. Now you're going to have a miserable time on the boat. Yeah, it's it, yeah, exactly. Like you said, they're stuck there. Um, And she says the problem is you keep saying everything's great. Uh, since whenever you got from that weird fishing trip, you've been walking around like a Stepford boyfriend. Um, and he says, look, it's not me, by, by the way, I understand it's your time to be happy. This is your time to be out there and have fun. I'm trying to be who you want me to be. And like, this is, they're totally on different pages with their relationship yeah. right now, because she says, I don't want you to be anything other than yourself. And he is projecting Adam. He is saying, you want the perfect corsage. You want the perfect limo. You want the perfect dress and the perfect prom and the perfect boyfriend. And I don't think she is ever, ever insinuating that it's anything that she wants. Not at all. Uh, and I mean, this is like totally indicative of this whole episode. And I think of this whole season, right? We see like the corsage issue. We see the limo issue. We've seen like other stuff that Pacey does. And he gets like so down on himself because he thinks that that is what Joey wants. He thinks that Joey wants this idyllic version of perfection that he is unable to do when in reality uh that's not what joey has either asked for nor is it what she actually wants and instead yeah. pacey is just like not listening to her and fundamentally the problem with their relationship is that pacey just like doesn't get it he doesn't get like what joey actually wants from a partner or even from a friend like even the stuff that we get later he's like i did this i did this i did this i keep giving and it's just like pacey you don't get it that that's not what she's looking for she's not interested in someone who's just like constantly giving her these things or doing these things quote unquote perfectly she just wants like a companion someone to like listen to her and understand the situation that she's in and Pacey just refuses to acknowledge that or understand that. And I don't know if it's because he doesn't know or because he doesn't care or because he, I don't know, maybe he's like a, a 17 year old guy, like <laughs> whatever. Um, but he just like, doesn't get it. And it's really frustrating because he then takes that lack of understanding, internalizes it onto himself and then like projects it out as anger towards others. And it's just a terrible cycle of like misunderstanding to self-loathing to hatred and anger. And it's just brutal to watch. It yeah. makes me think like, where do people learn these types of expectations? And I mean, most people would say, you know, it's fundamentally comes from your relationship with your parents. And I think that, Joe like Pacey feels like his parents expect him to be the perfect son they want him to be you know the good student they want him to follow in his father's footsteps they want him to not be the screw up so I think that all of this is manifesting from his relationship particularly with his dad but we met Jane Lynch and Jane Lynch not only sucks in real life but also in this uh in this show as Pacey's mom. Sorry. Hope my voice wasn't too screechy for you, Jane Lynch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm refer sorry. I'm referring to this tweet that really irked me. I know you sent me that tweet and I fall on. I saw red for like at least five minutes. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're referencing, she basically tweeted saying that women shouldn't have podcasts because their voices are too high-pitched and scree screechy to be entertaining. And they should voice train <clears throat> to lower have their lower, octaves. Have lower octaves. Yeah, which um, is, yeah. you know, 
But of course she loves women and she's a woman. Of so course she's, she's a feminist, Sarah. So a feminist. Yeah. Um, it's just irritating. Especially being a podcaster that has essentially gotten that critique before. Because, because we're women. Oh my God. Women. Shocking. Yeah. That okay. Well, whatever. Have- you know, <laughs> I now I'm just projecting my feelings onto Jane Lynch, onto Paisley's mom. <laughs> Look at me go. But yeah, this is the type of stuff that we learn from our parents. We learn uh, how we relate to our other relationships. So uh, just think if Pacey grew up in a supportive family that told him that he was enough, he would not be having these issues with Joey right now. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's this whole cycle too, where the, the worse he does in school, the less likely he is to try because he feels like he's just doing what people expect of him. So why even bother? And the more success Joey has, the worse he feels about himself. And so he's not going to, he's again, he's not going to try at all. And this is, this is why it's really tough. And I think that um, back when people watched this, of course, there were huge Jossie fans out there. But I think for us watching it the way we're watching it, especially with the the lens of watching it in 2022, it's really hard to not go back to the and again, they occurred at very different points in time in terms of like uh, maturity and everything. But um, Andy and PC, I felt like had such a better balance in that. I think Andy kind of recognized what was going on with Pacey a little bit more, or if even if both of them recognized it, Andy was able to help him in a way so that he didn't feel so inadequate, like uh, Joey makes him feel. And I'm not saying this, none of this is Joey's fault, um, but he he leaves the conversation. He walks away. Meanwhile, we're up on the top deck where Jen is drunk as a skunk saying, I'm queen of the world, uh, like you do on boats um and he's like begging her like give me the bottle please but she just pulls another one out of her purse uh and uh she's just like oh you want me to get caught being drunk you just live for other people's misery and uh she's like trying to climb up on this thing and we're all just sitting here like jen do you not remember abby morgan we all remember abby morgan jen get off of the railing what are you doing girl stop it stop it sarah were you freaking out during this whole scene okay Seagook is the number one killer of teens in Cape Side. And for her <laughs> to toe the line like this is so, you know, it, it's just so terrible that she's not thinking about Abby Morgan, rest in peace, and all the strife we've all been through by being on the edge of the of the river, of the boat, the creek. It's deadly. Be careful. Everybody should be wearing life vests at this point. Yeah. At prom? You want everyone to wear a life vest at prom? If, if nobody understands. Abby Morgan, rest in peace, died from the sea gook and from drowning. <laughs> I can't get over it. Everybody should be wearing a life vest. I'll be wearing a life vest right now so I don't drown. Okay, Sarah, your wedding on a boat. Yeah. No, I'm going to. <laughs> Jess is not going to. Over the wedding dress, you're telling me there's a life vest? Uh, yeah, so that we all don't die from sea gook. <laughs> it's very dangerous okay the seagook is dangerous um jen like yui keeps asking what's the matter and she's like you don't care uh and she starts saying that she went to visit her dad a few weeks ago and then she starts looking overboard and she says i wish i could jump in there and disappear that'd feel good she tells yui to go to hell seriously back off and uh and this is when i think i think this is when she like slips and he just like 
grabs her. It is an intense scene because we're like, oh my God, she's going to go overboard. Um, but he grabs her, pulls her back on. Uh, meanwhile, we have Gretchen and Dawson sitting at a table, just chatting, chit-chatting. They see Joey looking all sad, alone. And Gretchen, being the dearest person ever, Adam, is like, I think you should go talk to her. Like, see if she's okay. I'll go get some air. You go chat with her. Yeah, and I am going to give major props to Dawson for his response here of like, we should go talk to her. Even though uh, Gretchen, you know, doesn't actually go over and and sense Dawson. What a good move by Dawson. Yes. Yes, because then she can't accuse him of like, you're running off to spend time with... um, joey and not me because he's like let's go together and it's her that doesn't take him up 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 on the offer yeah Yeah. yep 100 percent. he goes over there and he asks where pc is she says she doesn't know he asks if she wants to talk about it she says no and then she says and that whole mini mart thing i don't want to talk about that either and he says that's fine with me and then she proceeds to talk about the mini mart thing (laughs) and ask how long have you guys been and he says we haven't yet i mean we might tonight for the first time uh and he she asks are you in love with her and he says all that i know is that it just feels right and this whole conversation was kind of weird to me like it feels just as inappropriate sarah as when dawson asks like hey have you guys had sex yet and i understand that they're friends but to me like they're also exes like you i feel like you have to take that into account that they're also exes because they're in a really weird place where they're to me, if you are okay, if you are friends and then dating hardcore in love with each other, and then you break up, I don't think you're ever going to return to that level of friendship that you used to have. I feel right. like there has yeah. to be a barrier there. There has to be some kind of like, this is a line we do not cross. And I feel like they're crossing it constantly by talking about like, Hey, where, where have you gone sexually with your new partner? Yeah. I don't know how these two could get, to a point that has healthy boundaries because their lives have been so intertwined. So I can, I, I, I don't blame them for not being able to toe the line in a way that would work both for both of them. But um, also him asking Joey where they are and her eventually being honest with him um, does open up the door for her to ask him the same in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Uh, To just this point, though, it's like, I don't think you could go back to being that level of friends unless there is a potential path to dating again. Like, I think that that is the exception here of the closeness that they have. And I will say, I think we've seen like sprinklings all season of them being like much more emotionally vulnerable with each other than the people in their respective relationships. 1000% yeah. each other's comfort zones, yeah. which is fine to have a comfort zone and a friend, but it should not be at the expense of using your, like your partner as, as your comfort. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I'm not saying you need yeah. to have one person for everything, right? Like if you have, this is my friend that I always go to about X in my life, right? I bitch about my job to this one person. That's totally fine. Like one per. this is why we have community. This is why we have friends. This is why we don't just live lives with one other human being and don't talk to anybody. But I do think that a lot of it is coming at the expense of their own relationships and it's causing strife, obviously, on both ends. Gretchen really hasn't expressed anything 
yet, but we've certainly seen it where he was upset when Joey had sex with Pacey. Like to me, if I'm Gretchen, I'm really hurt in that moment. And I think we see her cry about it. You know, we, we've seen her have some moments where she's been like, not, I don't want to say jealous, but like not liking that Dawson is still so hung up on Joey. Um, so Joey does say, if you're going to cross a milestone in your life, I'm glad it's with Gretchen. And he, and Dawson says, if not you, don't worry. That wasn't a question. And Joey says, I know. And then they start talking about like, oh, I, I've been waiting to love someone as much as I loved you. And I realize it's not going to happen. You were my first love. And she says, I don't think I'll ever love anyone the way I loved you either. And that's a good and a bad thing. And I'm just like, I also don't like this conversation. <laughs> like for two people that are currently in relationships, it feels weird. And I'm not saying like your first love is your first love. And it's a very like unique love. But I don't like the way that they're saying, I will never love anybody the way I loved you. Because it makes it sound like I will never yeah. be over you. Mm-hmm. It's a very nuanced sentence because the if you take it literally, I will never love somebody like I loved you. That, in my opinion, is true. There is something very specific about a first love. Um as somebody that you've had a crush on since you were a kid, someone that you grew up with. Like it is true. They will never love anybody else like the love that they had for each other. However, I guess where it toes the line is that in general, it's kind of not an appropriate thing to say when you're in a relationship with somebody else. It's almost too honest. Like there's kind of like a wall of protection that humans put um, when they speak to others and I don't know if you really see something that's like as vulnerable and raw as this very often so it might not be politically correct it might not be the right thing to say but in my opinion it's like a very true statement and it feels very genuine uh from Dawson here right like we I mean all season we have seen Dawson basically not hide his feelings like ever I mean, he's, he's like very open and honest and emotional with everyone. To me, it feels like this is a much bigger conversation to be had with, with Joey than it is with Dawson, because we have, I mean, we've seen Dawson do stuff like this before, but like, I I'm, I'm remembering like the hospital scene with Joey of just like, you know, sometimes just because people are having sex doesn't mean they're actually closer. It's more of like, you know, like Joey has kind of like peppered in these smaller reveals of just like, Hey Dawson, me and Pacey are having problems. Uh, you know, wee woo, like all that kind of stuff all season. And we see it like ultimately coming to a head here. Um, in what I think my read of this is like a very real, emotionally vulnerable conversation between really good friends that in a very real way still love each other. And I don't know if it's like I, I don't even think we're led to believe that this is like romantic love that's still shared between them. I don't think that's like even what the show is trying to tell us, but they very much still love each other. And I, I like that. I like their relationship. I love, I mean, I love their friendship. Yeah. I think it's just tough when Joey is coming out of a really tough conversation with her current boyfriend to then immediately jump into this conversation. Like, yeah. gosh, it was so much easier with us or, you know, and it's, it's very easy to romanticize maybe prior relationships when your current relationship is going through issues. Um, and so they decide to dance together. And so then uh, Gretchen is hanging out outside and Pacey goes up to her. She's drinking like a wine cooler. She got it from some drunk football guy. 
Um, and he, he doesn't want any, and she's, she's just talking about how she's like too old to be here. She's too old to be doing what she's doing. Uh, he talks about how he's still a junior in high school. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and they both talk about how they're trapped. They feel very trapped on this prom boat. Um, and he says, ever since he's gotten back from that trip with Doug, he's been feeling so angry, not angry at himself, even worse. He's been feeling angry at Joey and he doesn't know why. And it makes him feel guilty. And the guiltier he feels, the angrier he gets, and he doesn't know what to do. Um, and Gretchen gives the best advice I can think she could probably muster, which is go talk to her, figure out why. Um, and he says, he doesn't know how to start talking. And she says, well, you've got to try. And again, Gretchen coming in with like, I think the best possible advice she can give. And I kind of left this conversation realizing like, wow, Sarah, Gretchen is the one who's always giving out like the best advice. And I feel like she never has anybody there to be like, hey, let me help you with your problem. You know, like Dawson tries to be helpful, but I just think she doesn't have anybody around that's even her own age to give her like proper advice. No, a lot of her friends are back at school or Mm. not around. Um, I think that the creep creeps are kind of like emotional suckers of like the parasite. energy. Yeah, they are, and I think that they take and they don't always give. And I think that that also speaks to the the huge age gap between them, which is actually only four years. But there is a huge difference between an eighteen year old and a twenty one, twenty two year old. Um, there's a significant amount of growth that goes on during those years, usually stuff that you learn from, you know, going off by yourself for the first time in college and, you know, having to be independent. So I do think that like she's she's aged out of the creek creeps. And once again, I'm kind of just glad that she's going to go back to school and kind of, you know, project her life forward because that's what she deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I love Gretchen. Uh, we have Jack and Toby hanging out. Jack says, Toby's so funny. He's like, listen, there's a lot about me you didn't know. And Toby asked Jack to dance, and Jack is a complete fucking asshole. Oh, my God. He's just he like, I out. thought we were, yeah, he says, I thought we were having a good time. And Toby's like, we, we, yeah. And he's like, why do you have to go ruin everything by misinterpreting it? And Toby says, I just asked you to dance. I didn't ask you to have sex with me on the table. And Adam, I think we were like, Sarah and I were pretty harsh when we first met Toby. Like, he was a bit holier than now a bit preachy about stuff and we didn't really like that but here it's like completely 180 like jack is being such a dick to toby in this moment yeah i mean he started off as being very holier than now and very preachy like that was absolutely what we saw uh this is a terrible look from jack in Mm -hmm. in all of the ways um like the most of which i think is like they were genuinely having a good time and like enjoying each other and enjoying the evening and like having fun. Mm-hmm. They were making the best of it, even though this isn't like exactly what Jack thought that his prom was going to be. Like, obviously there was some interference here, but like, just go dance, Jack, just like shut up and, and just go dance. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like get over yourself. Yeah. Especially because Toby then says like, cause Jack's like, Oh, I thought this was, you know, this, I don't have to tell you this is like platonic again. And Toby says, nothing that has happened has been platonic. We've been laughing. We've been flirting. You looked at me in that way that you did when you picked me up. And Jack says, you're wrong. And he's like, listen, I don't know what you're afraid of. It's not me. You have to figure it out or you're going to risk losing a chance at something really good someday. And I love that he is not saying like, 
you're going to risk losing me. He's saying in general, like you can't do this because you're going to miss out on a lot of great things in your life if you do this, which I, I really appreciated because I wouldn't care if he said like, I'm great and you should want to be with me. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want me, then fuck you, I'm gone. But I like that he is giving Jack like a bigger lens at what this could do for his future. Um, we see Pacey uh, leaving to to find Joey and he sees her dancing with Dawson. And I have never seen Josephine Potter's mouth so fucking wide in my entire life as it was when she was on the dance floor laughing with Dawson, Sarah. Like she was having the best fucking time ever. She was just having a platonic dance that was totally innocent. There was nothing to that dance. They were having a good time because, yeah. you know, they were just having like a little dance. Yeah, this is not, I am 1000% with you in terms of, yeah, it was a very platonic dance. I think from Pacey's perspective and all of the uh, uh, issues he has had and how insecure he has been this season and everything having to do with Dawson. And it always comes back to Dawson and Joey lying to Dawson about them sleeping together. I think all of those little things are like gnats in his brain, eating, eating, eating away. And then he sees them dancing and he flips the fuck out. And I'm going to, I got to say like, not a good look on him at all. But I can understand where he's coming from with the jealousy, considering the history. I yeah. think there's a lot of history there. And so Pacey goes up and he's just like, what's going on? And uh, she's like, we were just dancing. Uh, she's like, this isn't about Dawson. You know, why don't you just tell me what's going on? And Adam, this is when Pacey says, this is when I realized that I, this is the happiest I've seen you all night. It's the happiest I've seen you in weeks. And you know what's worse? I don't care. I saw the two of you dancing together and I just don't care. I'm not angry. I'm not jealous. I'm not upset. I'm really not much of anything. Uh, at this point, my, uh, my mouth is like open. I am watching this. I'm like, oh my God, what is <laughs> happening? This is like so public. We see, we like start yeah. to see people turn around and there look. are so many extras with their eyes just transfixed. Yeah. They're like losing it. I am mortified for Joey. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is like, this is the worst possible situation for her in every sense of everything. Uh, he's like starting to like, just pop off. Uh, I will say my initial like reaction here is why did Gretchen not tell Pacey that like Dawson went off to talk with Joey? Like you gotta like give him a little heads up, right? Like Gretchen literally told, literally told Dawson to go talk to Joey and then went to talk to Pacey. Just like, just tell him, you know exactly how he's going to react. Just like, you know, tell him like, do, you know, do something. No heads up. No, yeah. I'm wondering if Gretchen was kind of filled up on her own, like, her head was kind of clouded with her own concerns and worries at that moment that it just didn't, I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from though. Like you already know he's what his reaction will be. You yeah. might want to prepare him a little bit. I could see like being like already, you know, concerned with her own stuff, but like something that I forget often actually is that Gretchen is Pacey's sister. Like that gets lost to me a lot of the time because <laughs> of how we see these relationships kind of unfold and like the various storylines. But like, this feels like a, a prime example to me of just like, you should probably tell your brother that this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is when uh, Joey says, and I'm, I'm with Joey, nothing would embarrass me more than, than this. Yeah. Like if I'm going to have a fight with someone, 
if you make it public, I will never forgive you. It's so embarrassing. I'm just someone who like likes to keep that stuff very private. Like it doesn't need to be on display for people. And she, he, uh, Joey says, let's take this, let's take this outside. And Pacey says, why you want to clean up my mess again? You want me to take off the happy mask? The happy mask is off. Uh, and he, he asks, I have one question for you. Why are you with me? He's like, I don't know why I'm still with you. I mean, I used to know, but I don't know anymore. And I felt so bad for Joey here, Sarah, like he's ripping her to shreds. And all she says is like, I'll make a note of that. Yeah. Uh, and he calls himself her charity project. He feels like the designated loser. Uh, and then Dawson starts to come in and he yells at him. Um, and Joey says exactly what Pacey probably knows to be true. This isn't about her. This is all about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely being um, humiliating Joey in these moments. And I, you know, I kind of, I feel so bad for her when she's just like, you know, he humiliated me and it wasn't even true. And I think that, you know, speaks a lot it's it is true like i don't think joey ever saw pc as a charity case like if anything if i had to put that on to somebody i think like andy took the role of trying to fix pacey more so than joey ever did like joey really is let's pacey be pacey in all that is you know what i mean yeah yeah she tries to help him but she's definitely not taking him on as a charity case no no so once again it's just like all this projecting onto joey and it's it's not true yeah he says it's all about her it's all about how you make me feel when i'm with you i feel like i'm stupid i'm worthless i'm never right but it's not my fault it's not my fault i'm with you it's poor pacey he didn't get into college pacey forgot the limo and ripped the dress and messed up the corsage and joey says i don't care about any of that and he says i want you to care i don't want you to accept that that's the way it's supposed to be we're not trapped in us on this boat you and i are trapped in this relationship I can't take it anymore. When I'm with you, I feel like I'm nothing. That's why I flinch when you come to touch me. It's why I never touch you. Why I never even think about it. Because when I start to, it just reminds me that I'm not good enough. And uh, he says, I'm not done. I'm just getting started. And she says, well, you could stop right now. You can go to hell. And she she leaves and Dawson follows. And if I'm her, honestly, I don't, I don't know that I'm waiting that long to say that. I think I'm leaving before that. But like, I kind of get why she doesn't because you kind of want to hear what he's going to say like to a point right like you kind of want to know she's been waiting this long for him to actually tell her what the fuck is going on but it was it was so awful adam like there were so many people watching and i would have been crying by that point i don't know how joey isn't crying at this point in in this argument it was just so public uh and it was just so off base to reality too that's like the part that i am uh, that I like was struggling with as I'm watching this because like pacing is genuinely hurting for a lot of reasons that I think are actually very valid. But then there are like a lot of other reasons that he is bringing pain upon himself that are not valid. And those are what he is equating to everything is wrong with Joey. Like he's bringing up the corsages, he's bringing up the the limo or his his failing grades and stuff like that. And like I said before, he just like fundamentally doesn't get it. He like doesn't understand Joey. He doesn't listen to Joey. He, uh, not that Joey is being like very forthright in her communication, but like he's he's not even making an attempt here, and he's equating all of these things of his own failure 
to Joey accepting and more importantly, believing that he is a failure. He thinks that Joey thinks that he like sucks, that he's nothing. And that's why he's viewing himself as nothing. When in reality, like that's not how Joey was seeing him. Those weren't the bars or measures that Joey was using to, to qualify their relationship or to qualify how she felt about him. But he thinks that that's how it is. And like, that is what he's projecting back on Joey. And he's doing it in such a way that like, is just frankly really mean. Like yeah. he's, I mean, he's yeah. not like holding punches. There's like a this, genuine conversation we have, but he's just being a dick. This feels very, um, burn the bridges. Like, yeah. I don't want to come back from this. Like, I'm going to sabotage this so much so that you don't want to be with me ever again. Um, and so Joey and Dawson go upstairs and she says, it, he humiliated me. It's not even true. It's not who I am. And Dawson says, I know. And she says, I just want to go home. Um, we have Yui and Jen. He says, you're a lightweight. We got to get you back to New York to toughen you up again. Uh, and she says, I don't want to go to New York. I hate New York. I feel like I've changed. I've been too afraid to admit it. And I've been pushing myself so hard to toughen up that I, so I could go back to school there. But I don't think I really want to. Uh, and he says, I don't think you should go backwards. You should go forwards. You're pretty damn strong. Uh, and he says, you should look into Boston. It's a real up and coming town and the spot to be in. And he says, he thinks he's going to be there. And I'm just like, fucking a, if we have you mm -hmm. next season, I'm going to fucking <laughs> lose my shit, man. I think that everyone's going to Boston. We're all going to go to school in Boston. How fun. Everyone. Everybody. Well, I think Dawson's going to go to California and then he's going to be like, this is really hard and it sucks. And then go to Boston. This is her prediction. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't think that he's going to be able to tough it so out. So you're, I, did you mention, I'm trying to remember on our, our little, our mini podcast, did you mention what you thought was going to happen with Pacey? Like you'll think he'll graduate and end up in Boston somehow? You know, he said that he was technically a junior. Like, is there any validity that he's going to be left uh, behind a year? Certainly, because he has said like he had three classes he failed as like a junior that he was trying to make up for. So if he doesn't, is he if he isn't able to complete the coursework, he'll be left behind. Yeah. And then maybe that one year would be like a real growth year for him. I don't know. Well, that's the thing, too. Even though we're saying like, oh, Boston, this Boston, that it's only like an hour ish from Cape Side. So they're oh, technically it's like, a world away, it's yeah. a world away from them. Um, and then we have, uh, Toby standing out on the deck when Jack goes to see him and, uh, Jack says, he's sorry about what he said. Uh, he says, I've, the feelings I've been having for you are so much more than platonic and they took me by surprise. I was afraid. Um, and he says, when we first met, uh, Toby says, Oh, just say it. I was so gay. And he's like, no, you were just so out and you were so okay with it. And he was put off by it. He says, that's all I could see. But tonight I looked at the real you. You're funny. You're handsome and nice. And yes, out. But it's not. It's, but now it's like the one thing that put me off is just one more thing that I like about you. And I'm not afraid anymore. And they have this really sweet kiss. And I was so happy. I'm still so upset that freaking Ethan was Jack's first kiss. Like, it's so upsetting because I think Toby is such a better guy than Ethan ever was. Like, He's so honest about the way he feels. And I loved that. I, Adam, I loved that when Toby expressed his feelings for Jack and Jack was like, no, that he, he like understood. Yeah. And I felt like he has treated him like a friend. He hasn't pushed uh, wanting to be, be in a relationship with him. And they, their, their uh, transition from friends to more felt very natural to me. 
Well, it felt very natural in terms of like how the evening progressed, right? And how their relationship has progressed. The one thing I will say here is like, we end up with them kissing. And I think that is really like affecting how I am viewing Jen putting them together for the night. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is really like, uh, that that's like flavoring the whole thing for me of just like they end up together and that's making me think that Jen was like on the right track or had a better read of it when I don't know that she did but like in my mind she she nailed it yeah it was more like Jen predicted the future more so than had a read on things because by the way Jack says it it really took the the prom night for him to realize his full feelings for toby Mm -hmm. um i just thought this was really sweet sarah and i'm i'm happy even though it took 20 episodes to get here that we have a a really nice relationship for jack or hopefully a relationship i mean we don't know they're also graduating soon so that might be the end of that um but at least something we've been wishing for this for jack for a very long time since he came out basically yeah I'm i'm i am happy that he has a romance like and Toby's like a decently good guy. I I kind of wish that, and I, I I guess I like that it you know develops naturally. I just wish that Jack for even for Toby's sake that Jack was excited about Toby from the get go. I I just think I would agree with that, but I do think that like some relationships don't happen that way. Um, that it takes it can take time for relationships to develop. Yeah. It's nice to think of like, Oh, love at first sight or like attraction at first sight. But I think realistically, sometimes that's not what happens. Sometimes it takes getting to know someone to really fall in love with them. I'm someone who has always dated someone I'm friends with first. It's always the way I've gone. It's just the way I'm built is like, I like to really feel like I know a person before I'm ready to, to go into that side of a relationship with them. And um, it feels like Jack, I don't know if Jack's similar, but that maybe that's possible. Maybe that's the way he is with relationships. Um, so Dawson goes back to Gretchen and uh, he, she asks how Joey's doing. And he's like, oh, not so great, but I'm sorry I took off. And she says, no, you don't need to explain. I know what I have to do. I have to go on with my life, go back to college, figure out who I am and what I want. This is not my place, not here and not with you. And she says, you're still chasing after Joey. I mean, literally and metaphorically. And Dawson tries to say, well, you told me to go to her. I thought you understood our friendship. And she says, I do. I'm watching you chase her. And it just made everything more clear. There's so many loose ends, so many that the two of you haven't resolved. And as much as I think you're behind, you're beyond the drama of high school and prom, you're a part of it. You're smack dab in the middle. And that's right where you should be. You're a senior in high school and I'm not. Um, I do think this makes a lot of sense what Gretchen is saying. I think it's rough to say it while you're stuck on a boat on prom night. Like I would rather have this conversation at the very, very, very tail end of the night. Um, I think this has just been like kind of a, a bomb waiting to go off Adam with like, we know uh, Dawson is going to California for school. We know Gretchen is still figuring out her life and she just didn't get a job because she dropped out of college and she needs to resolve those things. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset at Gretchen here for how this is done. Um, I totally agree that, like, their actual situations would not be conducive to a relationship. Um, I think that, like, they could have maybe tried to make it work, like, long distance. Or there's just, like, a very different places in life. Um, 
and frankly like that age difference is not insignificant and i don't think it's like i don't think it's something to be dismissed as like a reason for why their relationship shouldn't work i think there are a lot of very valid reasons why they being together is not something that could happen long term and i'm okay with that i'm okay with this breakup i'm okay that it ends i don't like that joey is thrown into it that to me i feel like is a little frustrating uh on gretchen's part here because like i said there are valid reasons why this should end or could end and i just <laughs> frankly <laughs> i'm sick of seeing someone with the last name witter like get upset at dawson and joey <laughs> like i'm yeah. i'm just like done with that because like that's not the reason like that's not why you don't want to be with him you're complaining about being like too old or older like all night you're having these big things like joey is not involved in any part of that and it might have been the catalyst for why she finally decided to say it but like that's not why you're breaking up no, I think all of this was bound to happen anyway. She already was feeling old going to prom, like with her, him going off to college and her trying to get a job in Boston. I feel like it was just a matter of time. I totally understand what you're saying, Adam. I guess I read it more as like, as my parting gift to you, I want to let you know that you're, by the way, you're still in love with Joey. Like, by the way, I think you still have these unresolved feelings. Now, could it have been said in a different conversation? Absolutely. I think tacking it on, at the end of a breakup is a bit like maybe salt in the wound kind of thing. Um, I don't know, Sarah, how did you, how did you read this from, from Gretchen? Uh, did you like or dislike the fact that she brings up Joey when she's kind of ending things with him? I think that she felt like it was like her obligation to be like, hello, you're still in love with Joey. Um, and she did it in a non-accusatory way. Um, in our little brief podcast, we talked about how it was very, very reminiscent of when Jen did the same thing to Dawson. And I thought that Jen was a lot more, like, angry in her words of, like, hello, you're still in love with Joey, like, and you're, you know, lead leading me on or, you know, our relationship won't work out until you figure out what's going on with Joey. And I don't think that Gretchen did the same but also i think that i don't know but also it's like once again like adam was saying like how like that is she is pacey's sister so you would think that like she's she super biased too yeah, so yeah. yeah that's fair i didn't really think about the fact that like yeah she is pacey's sister and she has a stake in this more so than just her her own relationship um and dawson says it doesn't mean this has to be over i'm not ready for this to be over and gretchen says we have an impossible situation and he says i'm good at impossible situations she says i'm not i'm sorry and she kisses him and walks away um so that is the end of gretchen as we know it um back on the upper deck here joey is sitting alone and pacey has the fucking audacity to join her and i was like this is fucking rich man like you gotta leave her alone you can't publicly embarrass someone and then try to like join them at, while they're alone from 10 minutes later um and he says last year i felt i could give you something no one else could give you i could give you that wall to paint your mural on i could take you away on a sailboat for the summer i could even give you that night in the ski lodge but i don't have anything left to give you now joe i guess i'm spent I've become a man who hates himself so much he can't even look at his own reflection in the mirror. And I wish that I could tell you that being with you doesn't make it worse, but it does. The more that you love me, in spite of that, the angrier I get at you and the more that I stop loving you back. This is fucking brutal, man. Like, he is so harsh. It's so harsh. Yeah. I just think, like, 
you're fucking piling on man like you are you ripped her to fucking shreds in front of your entire class and now you're trying to say i hate myself so much like you can't fucking take back what you just said and and say that oh i just hate myself and that's why i hate you it's so unfair to Joey to say this right now. Adam. He's like not even taking it back to is, it, I mean, like he, it's just terrible. He's doubling down when there's just no reason to double down. There's, there's literally no reason for him to be involved in this conversation. And let me just say, I said this before once and for all, who gives a singular fuck about this wall? Okay. The wall has like <laughs> never been mentioned. Why is this the end all be all? I literally do not understand. This wall is so fucking dumb. Nothing has ever come of it. It's so stupid. Why does like Pacey? Oh, it's so frustrating. He's like saying, I give and I give and I give. You gave her what? A wall? And you like gave her your dick? Like that's it. Like there's nothing <laughs> big here that you've given her. Why do you care? Oh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. I, I cannot stand him. <laughs> he, he he's in a bad way. I would agree. Like we've had seasons where we've loved PC. This is not a good PC season. This is a really excellent Dawson season. And we've kind of said like every season the show likes to take someone and turn them into a monster. And this season was PC's turn. Um, and he says, uh, he says, My failures and my shortcomings don't have anything to do with you, but I know if we stay together, I'm gonna continue to take them out on you. Uh, and she and I think Joey makes a perfectly good point where she yeah. says, How you treat me is totally in your power. Yep. It's like, yeah, that's true. I understand if he feels shitty about himself, but you don't have to treat Joey like fucking shit as a result, especially if you're fucking aware of it. Like yeah. if you are I, I don't I'm not disagreeing with the fact that if he really is this feeling this bad about himself he should be alone he should absolutely not be in yeah. a relationship yeah. yeah but you don't need to fucking end things in the way he's ending them it's that's my issue not the fact that he's breaking up with her the way he's doing it is fucking terrible well he's going down a spiral is he not you know yeah. and he's taking everything down with him and i think that he and and it almost feels like a tactic to protect himself when everybody's going off next year if he shuts everybody out in his life then people won't leave him he's leaving people so it, it's almost yeah. like he's trying to protect himself in a terrible way when he gets in his mind left in the dust when everybody yeah. leaves for school yeah because he says like we're two different people we're on two different paths you're gonna be in boston and i'm gonna be in cape side and she's like but they're only an hour apart and he says no they're a world apart you've been <laughs> trying to spend your entire life getting out of cape side I am Cape side. That's why I didn't get out. And you did. You deserve better. You deserve better than me. And I love Joey's response here where she says, you broke my heart into a thousand pieces and you say it's because I deserve better. Just leave me alone. I would have like, I would have a far worse response, honestly. Um, Like in terms of being super fucking mean to Pacey, <laughs> but like, I totally get what she's saying. Like, don't tell me I deserve better and rip me apart. That's not fair. That's totally not fair for you to do. Um, I think you could say like, I, I don't, I don't want him to say the typical, um, it's not you, it's me line, Adam. I don't want that Pacey to say that, but I do think all he needs to say, and this is not something probably a teen is ever going to say, but it's like, I need to work on myself right now. Like I need to get right with me, uh, before I'm ready to love somebody else. Right. Like fucking RuPaul says, you can't, you can't, how are you going to love somebody when you can't love yourself or whatever the fuck? What is the line, Sarah? You can't. No. That was essentially it. Yeah. How you can't love your somebody else. Wait. 
No. Unless you love yourself. You can't love yourself. You How love the hell are you going to love somebody else? Somebody else. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Yeah. That's amen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Like this, this like second half of the breakup or whatever stupid shit you want to call this is so annoying to me because the first half of it was all like, Joey, I hate you. Like you are the worst. You are making me feel terrible. And that he did publicly in front of everyone and now that we are in private just does the two of them now he's like trying to throw on this pity party of like oh i hate myself i'm the worst i am nothing i'm terrible like why are yeah. we doing that in private to make joey feel even worse about herself for yeah. having like very justified feelings but then in public we're like totally trashing her it's just it's the worst of all of the situations pacey's the absolute worst here he could not have done this in a worse way like literally yeah, there is not bad. a worse way to do it and so they all get in the limo and they're all leaving we have like uh joey sitting by the driver we have pacey all the way in the back uh gretchen and dawson are not sitting near each other jen is passed out on yui and jack goes to pay him and he doesn't eat. he's like no nah, i'm good like he doesn't take the money and the driver the driver cannot take social cues and is like do you guys want to go to that after party <laughs> Like, like hell no, no we don't no, we want to go home no i'm good this was this was such a great episode in terms of like high drama right like this is the this is the drama we were being served on the daily in like season two um and it feels like it's been a very long time coming this episode not that this, not that this season hasn't been good but it has not been as like consistently good as season two was and i feel like the problem is they drew out this breakup for like nearly the entire season. It feels like like 20 episodes of this we've pretty much dealt with. And it just feels like, wow, oh, finally, I can breathe a sigh of relief that we are finally here. We have reached this point. Um, Adam, what are your overall thoughts? Did you enjoy this episode? Did you think, uh, are you with me? Do you think it was probably one of the best of the season? I think it's for sure the best episode of this season that I have seen so far. Um, I mean, I, I think it was really, really powerful, really strong. Uh, a lot of big uh, story movement here as we are like mm -hmm. ending relationships. We are, I mean, I think we kind of all saw both of these relationships ending at some point. It was just like a matter of when. And yeah. I think for it to happen like basically simultaneously is pretty powerful. Um because yeah, we're gonna have Dawson and Joey single at the same time. Yeah. Um, about to leave, right? Because we do. It's interesting too that you note, right? This is episode twenty. There are twenty-three episodes this season, so we're gonna have three more episodes mm -hmm. um, before you know that we're gonna have graduation in there. Um, I don't know if they're like leaving for college by the end of the season, but we know that like they're at least gonna choose colleges to go to by the end of the season. Um, so a lot can still happen in these three episodes, Sarah. I'm really excited about all the possibility. I think that we have a graduation coming up. We have everybody finalizing which schools they're going to. There's going to be a lot of excitement, and I'm sure that brings a lot of drama, which you and I love. And I'm just looking forward to the final three episodes of season four. I, I think yes. that um, I'm excited also to change it up and go to college and get like potentially new characters new settings new yeah settings so i think that's going to be really really exciting so i'm i'm looking forward um do we want to hear some feedback we have gotten on this episode um of course we got a voicemail from the one the only dbk let's hear what he has to say what up guys jossie's dead so I've never been a Jossie fan, 
as Adam also is not a Jossie fan. So I pose this question since as of right now, Jossie's broken up. Why do people like Jossie so much? Because I feel like as a couple, they don't really have anything that's like so, so great about them. I feel like the best thing about Pacey and Joey being together is them on the boat. And like, we didn't even get to see that. That's like all in our head. Like all the stuff we've seen of them isn't that great. Like the best thing is like the wall, which is like whatever to me. I mean... I feel like, you know, nowadays you could call that like love bombing and all all that stuff, but whatever. It is what it is. Also, I thought Jen's dress was the best out of the ladies' dresses. Uh, The person I watched this with told me I was insane for that take, so I just (laughs) wanted to throw that out there. And also... Yui is growing on me. I can't say I didn't chuckle out loud when he was like, Jen, Jack told me everything. Of course I'll go to the prom with you. I mean, that's good stuff from Jack. Anyways, till next week, ladies. Peace. First of all, fucking fucking preach, GBK. Let's go. GBK literally like listened to this podcast before he fucking left this message somehow. Are you fucking time traveler, GBK? The fuck? That was very funny. He literally pretty much said everything, Adam, that you would want to hear. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I still don't get it. This is the, I mean, obviously this is not the end of Pacey and Joy, whatever. We have two more seasons. They're going to fuck again. They're probably going to get together again. Whatever. I get it. Like there's more to come, whatever. As of right now, two thirds of the way through this series, I hate them. They are like the (laughs) worst couple of all time. They're not even the best couple of either of the two individuals. I liked both of them with different people better. What is, why do people like this? I think I know, I think I have an answer for you. Because I do agree with DBK that like the best time for them was probably on the boat, which we didn't see. We saw the very tail end of it. I think for them, for us as the viewers, it was all about the chase. I think the most exciting part of Jossie was pre-actual Jossie I think the most exciting part was when they were falling in love before they actually got together when they were flirting because guess what that's when they were the happiest is when they weren't actually together when they were falling in love when they were secretly sneaking around right like that was the most exciting part was when was it stolen kisses is the episode name Mm -hmm. that was like the most exciting the longest day a brilliant episode of television it's I think right Sarah I feel like the best part of Jossie was pre-Jossie being official yeah you're right you're right because it's definitely you know the the spiciness, the secretism, the sneaking around. That's when the wall came, when, you know, Pacey was fighting for the wall. Um, I, that's that's when people love it. But yeah, like when they actually got into a relationship together, they messed it up. Yeah. Also, DBK, whoever you were watching this with is totally right. That fucking flower on Jen's dress is fucking hideous. No, it's not. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was uh, uh, it was very pretty. It was yeah. very luminous. Sarah, Sarah, it was very luminous. Very nice. It was very nice. 
Uh, Sarah's with you on Yui. I'm not quite there. I'll never forget how shitty Yui is as a human in general. I liked him not taking the 50 bucks, though. Uh, that was nice. That was very nice. That. So, that was nice. Wait, that was, was it nice? nice as, yeah, yeah, pretty nice. Um, we also have an email from Linda. Linda, so nice to hear from you. Um, she said, did they really do the glasses trope? Who even invented this? People don't look that different when they aren't wearing glasses. <laughs> hey, I think, oh my, Adam, yeah. you look so different. <laughs> he just took off his glasses. <laughs> I really, I prefer people with glasses. I think glasses are super attractive. Um, yeah. But I do, I do think like something, I think it's specifically because I fucking hated um toby's glasses that he looks so different without them because i fucking i couldn't stop staring at them all the time yeah um yes you know what it is for me yeah it's people who don't wear glasses i'm just i like i hate them i literally don't understand oh, you're like how are your eyes perfect how, how can you just see like how can you just wake up and see it's ridiculous yeah. uh yeah. are I, your eyes that bad adam or they're, no? they're not very good yeah they're not very good oh okay um she says uh jen don't be drinking and sitting on the railing girl have we forgotten abby already <laughs> when she was talking Never. about wanting to be in the icy cold water i was like girl show some respect for abby <laughs> yeah um she says once again pacey is screaming at joey berating her in public and humiliating her joey doesn't deserve to be treated this way the relationship is so toxic hmm. you might try to argue he's attempting to white fang her but he told Gretchen he was mad at her and has a history of blowing up on Joey. Pacey needs to get his shit together and Joey needs to find someone who respects her. Mm. What is white fanging someone? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. I mean, but... so it's a movie. It's a 1991 film. Um, But it has a dog in it. I don't know if that's what she means. Linda, you'll have to let us know what white fanging means. <laughs> um, <laughs> she also says she loves Gretchen. It can't be over. Gretchen has literally been the best thing to happen to Dawson um, by far. And this is by far his best season yet. She's just now noticing the age difference, not when they were out with her friends. <laughs> also, her using uh, Joey as a reason they shouldn't be together was annoying. Obviously, he is going to go after her to make sure she was okay after what Pacey did to her. I didn't get a romantic vibe from Joey and Dawson at all. Only best friends. Yep. That is so fascinating, Linda. I said the same thing. Yeah, I had the same read, Linda. That's, I mean, that's exactly what yeah. I said. I got, like, a little bit of a history vibe, though. Like, a love history vibe. You know what I mean? I mean, they have that history. Like, you're never going to be able to get away from it. But, like, in this moment, this conversation, I don't think that was the focal point of what they were talking about. Uh, she says, only a few more episodes to go for season four and some awesome surprises right around the corner. I'm actually enjoying this season and glad you ladies got me to finally rewatch it. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm so Thank happy you, you're Linda. enjoying it. We know Linda was very, uh, very hesitant to watch some of these seasons after season two. She's a big Pandy fan. She's the biggest mm -hmm. Pandy fan besides DBK. They're equally dbk um they're equally i don't know didn't dbk fans. have some nasty words about andy once upon a time no what are you talking about maybe it was somebody else i can't remember you no. know my brain i only remember the difference between hostess no. and little debbie <laughs> <laughs> no dbk is like a very big pandy supporter okay i'm so sorry dbk if i uh if i dragged your name through the mud there for a yeah, hot you second you did you did um do you want to know what uh so next week we well, are I going to have I have. Oh, you have feedback. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have an email from uh, or a voicemail from Eric. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Okay, ladies, is it just me or was this episode just completely bananas? It was all over the place. It brought the drama. It was very interesting, but or so there's some stuff that was just poor writing or just very out of character writing let's review 
Joey's line in the beginning about what are we in high school? It's like we're in high school or whatever she said. Horrible. She would never say that. Terrible writing. But more importantly, does the Jen Lindley that we've come to know in this show, would she have messed with Toby's feelings like that by hooking, like forcing the issue with the prom thing and just straight up lying to him? There's no way she would do that, even if it did end up working out well. She's not that much of a psychic to know those two really had something for each other. It's just, there's just no way. But even more than that, there's no way that Jack would have been that mean to Toby when they were at prom. It was just, there's just no way. Uh, I'm glad it worked out, but still, that was ridiculous. Um, I felt like this whole episode, people were just mean, and it just didn't, like, even Pacey, like, he was very mean, and it just seemed odd. And the and the Joey Dawson stuff just didn't sit as being true with me. Like, I don't see Dawson making, like, veiled comments like that, even at this point, to Joey the way he was talking. It was just bizarre. I would say the one, the things that saved it for me were that Gretchen's culture shock at going to prom seemed like that. That resonated very well with me. That seemed like the perfect reaction and the thing that would lead her to believe is, I can't do this. But then more importantly, Pacey's speech, I won't even say the speech, the speech hit so hard when he was talking to Joey. But more importantly, Josh Jackson, I've said it before, Josh Jackson, fantastic, just owned that whole few minute span and made the whole episode worth it. And then even uh, Katie Holmes, her reaction to it was just incredible. Um, just couldn't even be more impressed with the two of them, but what, I can't wait to hear what you guys are saying about this. And I guess I would have heard it by the time this is happening. So <laughs> fantastic. This is so fascinating. I do think, cause I will say like, I think a lot of this stuff is within the, their characters. Like Pacey especially feels uh, we've been building to this point. I like his note about Jen, um, but I think Jen wouldn't view this as hurting Toby because I think she thinks she's going to get the result that ends up happening. I think she thinks they're going to end up having a magical night. And so she doesn't really see anything wrong with it um, because she's been pushing for them, Adam, for like, like all season long, ever since Jack met Toby. I don't know. I'm trying to think of Jack's behavior. We've seen him get kind of snippy with people. So I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that it's entirely within his character, but I wouldn't say it's like out of character either. Yeah. And th so this was the note that I had on Jen way, like whatever, two hours ago in this podcast of just like, does Jen have the read on Jack of like, this is the thing that they actually both want. And that's why she's putting it together because that to me feels very in character for Jen. And I know we're like talking about feelings and stuff like that, but I would say if you had the opposite read of like, Jen is trying to get revenge, some stupid Henry reason, whatever. Like, I actually, I agree that that is a little out there. And it's probably why I personally was ascribing that first one to her more. Um, as for the Jack stuff, I think that he was just like in an uncomfortable situation where he's like trying to navigate how to move forward here. And he, I think he just got spooked and lashed out for a second because we saw such like a clean resolution after that. I wasn't super mad about it. Um, so that's that's kind of where I land on on those two situations. Yeah. Sarah, do you have anything to add? Any thoughts? Um, Eric has a really great radio voice. <laughs> general thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for your wonderful, wonderful radio voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you want to know what next uh, two weeks from now's episode title shall be? 
yeah what what's what's the tea separation anxiety oh i think that's like everybody is gonna is start getting like a very antsy that they're going to be leaving each other soon okay um so yeah you heard that right two weeks uh we are taking next week off i will be out of town and i am already pre-recording a lot of other podcasts so we are taking a week off folks we'll be back in two weeks with our next episode adam this has been a delight as always another prom done and gone and who knows maybe we'll have prom in college you never know it may happen I hope so. Yeah, it's the only way I can get back on this podcast. (laughs) No, that was the lie to get you on and not have you suspect. Uh, It works. Yeah, very well done. Yeah, nailed it. Thanks, Tom Palmer. Gotta shout him out, too. Adam, where can people find you? What are you up to? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, PianomanAdam1. You can also find me podcasting about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with Todd and Lindy. Lindy, I'm not going to lie to you. I know Lindy's listening. I'm a little disappointed to not get feedback from you this week, Lindy. Uh, You hate to see it. Uh, we're talking about Craziest Girlfriend. We're about to release our first episode of season four. Uh, and then this week we released our School of Rock podcast. So uh, nice. check that out for no other reason other than you get to hear Lindy sing. Oh! Uh, we did some oh very fun uh, intro and outro stuff there. Uh, you can also find me podcasting about Final Fantasy VII uh, with Brooklyn Zed over on Post Show Recaps. We have made it to the end of disc one or into disc two. There's some really fun stuff happening there. I suck at the game so much. Um, but it's very fun going through it with said, uh, you can also find me on the only murders in the building podcast for this most recent episode, uh, over there with, uh, Josh Bigler and DJ LaBelle Klein over there with Troy, uh, having a ton of fun over there. And then the big exciting news is YA, the young adult podcast over also on Posture Recaps is turning into who a, where we're going to be talking about Dr. Who. And so I'm going to be on that podcast with Kevin uh, and Melissa. So super Yay. excited. Oh my gosh. There. So busy lately. Yeah. There's a lot you. going on. There's a lot going on. Having a ton of fun. Wow. Amazing. Sarah, what about you? What do you want the people to check out? Mm, continue listening to us cover Dawson's Creek. We also have Boy Meets World. later in august we're going to be welcoming adam back on to talk about xenon girl of the 21st century so if you like what you heard today um tune into that uh adam's never seen it it's gonna be so much fun um over at psr um i am covering a league of their own the new tv series on amazon prime with grace and marissa um and that's been a lot of fun we uh, did a preview podcast talking about the movie um, and we've pre-watched a couple of episodes so it's a lot of fun and then Jessica and I have been covering Pretty Little Liars Original Sin which is on HBO Max and we've been having a really good time um, talking about that show. Amazing. You can check me out at the Just Sterling on Twitter. I'm covering Paper Girls on Post Show Recaps, Community on Post Show Recaps, uh, Pretty Little Liars with Sarah. And honestly, if there's anything else I'm covering, you could always just check out my Twitter. I retweet all the stuff I'm involved in. If you want to be super cool like Linda, DBK, and uh, Eric, please send in a voicemail. Leave us feedback. Shit90spod.com or excuse me, Shit90spod. Wait. 
<laughs> at shit90spod. Sarah always does this part. At shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram. Is it shit90spod.com? Why is my brain blank? Yeah, w- it's because you forgot the www.shit90spod.com. No one needs to enter that. If you just put shit90spod.com, it'll bring you to the same place. Well, it? I'm essentially a robot, so I just spit it out. Oh, you have to. I see, I see. Okay, so yeah, yeah shit90spod.com. I'm so sorry. My brain is breaking. We've been talking for over two hours, and I'm too stuck on Hostess and Little Debbie's <laughs> right now. So um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in two full weeks to talk more Dawson's Creek with all of you. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.